it for yourself. <laughs> you don't want to get copyright taken down. Yes, I've listened to it at least 45 times. <laughs> I have inflicted it on our daughter multiple times. Because I have a problem. A self-avowed problem. I know this. This is a thing that I know. Well aware. It's an issue. But it's the brain rot, Bob. And we're less than two weeks out. And I, I am not rot. in control of my faculties anymore. Brain rot, Alex. She's got it. Brain rot. Bad. Mm. It's bad. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's bad. Now, Erica, I just like to let you know. Yes. When The Witcher, the new season comes out, I'm going to watch it as quickly as I possibly can for content for this podcast because I care. That's very sweet of you. I don't know why you're looking at me like that. I'm a bitch. So. Whoa. <laughs> I mean. I, I think mean, that's I think that's come across. A I bit. wasn't I wasn't gonna say it. I think it's implied. <laughs> I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And I will leave you guys to your discussion at the end of the episode. Hey, we watched an episode of Love is War. We did. Come on. Solid theme song. It's a great theme song. Don't tell me that show isn't funny. Oh, I was laughing. I enjoyed myself. The summer is occupado though, Alex. I know. I we'll get there. Gotta, I know you got to watch The Witcher 45 times. I hope it comes out and it's shit. Because I want to hear the justification for why it's good. Oh, like, here's the thing. If something is bad, I'll tell you that it's bad. But just because something is bad does not mean I'm not having a good time. <laughs> and now, oh, oh. I know, unless, the, the only real problem... Alex would be is if the bard has a grand total of 30 seconds of screen what time. What if he gets shot? Like, first episode, <laughs> there's like a bow and arrow. Somebody, no, 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 somebody rolls up with like a Glock and they just shoot, shoot him. him right in the head. He's off the show. Erica's like, I'm out. Honestly, yes, I would be done. Erica's done. Thank you. It's been fun. I'm good. Thank you. Erica's been on this podcast like, I don't know if the writers hate the source material. <laughs> She'd show up the next time. These motherfuckers. These bitches. How dare they? I always said they hated this show. <laughs> I was right all along, damn it. He got promoted to main cast this year. That is. He wasn't main cast before? No, he was only in like four episodes a season. So now he's going to be in every episode or pretty much? Every episode, Alex. Interesting, interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. But he won't be Dandelion. No. No. We can't call him that. We can't call him that. I wonder what his chemistry is going to be like with the, the dude, least temper. The dude. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the, because uh, things are happening. Fun mm. things. Fun things. Fun things should be happening this Fun season. Things. I think we should make Bob record a cover of the song he played at the start. So we could play that because we can't play the song. <laughs> no. But we could play the cover. And the Bob cover? He, and since he played the song to spur discussion it's not going to make sense if people don't hear the song so i think you have to now do a cover no we don't you can play that no i can't yeah you can we don't how is that fair use that is fair use why wouldn't that be fair use Mm. (laughs) i played a grand you don't even know what a write-off is (laughs) i played a grand total of three seconds of the song Really not into any of the mics. Did it even pick up? I don't know. When we get sued, are you paying my legal fees? I mean, 
No, you're paying my legal fees. <laughs> okay, then I'm not posting it with the song. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Uh, joining us today, free of lawsuits, special guest and uh, Jody Beatty. Jody, Jody, Jody Beatty. <laughs> I think we've we've mentioned a Jody. How Beatty do before. you blow the intro? It's so easy. You've done it a Your million brother-in-law's times. Your brother-in-law's name, <laughs> which you use to affects and annoy me very frequently. Less than two weeks. Next time we record, I'm going to have some thoughts. I'm going to have some feelings. Uh-oh, is that how it's going to work out? Hmm, have to look at the calendar. I need, like, I need, like, more than one day. Like, I can't watch five episodes in, like, one night. I know you can, <laughs> that, that's but I can't. I'm planning on doing that multiple nights in a row. <laughs> so Bob's going to have to watch. Are you going to sit him down and force him? I, you can watch if you want to. We didn't watch it For together. The well, because here's the thing, Alex. The first time I watch it, I have to be alone and like like a little okay. goblin. I have to watch sure. it by myself. And then I'm going over uh, with some friends to uh, uh, watch and pause it every five seconds and have massive discussions, which is the way that we watch things. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, have some fun at its, uh, its expense. And then the next day, I think I have D&D with the girls. So... I, I will leave it to you. We can wait. We can give you guys time to watch. Oh, no. I mean, I will watch it. I'm just saying, like, if it's going to be five hour long episodes, I may need more than a day. <laughs> well, maybe we can push recording out to like midweek or something. We could do like two and a half weeks from today. Conversely, Conversely. we could record and not talk about The Witcher. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, because here's the thing. If you want to record, like, before, like, mm-hmm. the Wednesday. Yeah. Though I don't know that that's going to work out because you're, like, getting back from stuff. So. Scheduling discussion. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> scheduling, figure it out. No Scheduling one, No one cares about this. No. Because here's the thing. I'm watching it the instant that it becomes available. Yes, we know. This is I the don't thing think that's I, happening. I don't think anybody is confused about that. No. Everybody's got that straight. Yes. So what else? <laughs> I do find it humorous that they did apparently they have this to dumb whatever their Netflix the dumb that sound is like at the beginning of everything that's what yeah, they call sure. their their stuff which is stupid. They apparently flew uh, the Hankinator down, but he has been in like no photos with the rest of the cast, which I find very humorous. But we'll see. Has there been any interviews, like, in terms of people... Well, I guess there's no late-night shows right now, so... There's been Mm. a couple, like, magazine things, but I don't know that he's actually really talked to anybody. They're keeping, like, a pretty tight uh, clamp on that, because they don't want that to... That's the discussion anyway. I think every single article that I have seen mentions that it's Henry Cavill's last season. So it's like, that's out there already. You don't need Henry talking about it, too. And they don't want to be talking about that the whole time. They want to kind of move past it. So we'll see. I'm looking forward to it, obviously. I mean, you know, they should enjoy the final season of the show. 
it's already noon for four and then they're coming up with five sure, sure, so we'll sure. see we'll of see course it is. we'll see we'll see mm-hmm. nothing's ever been filmed before and then not released ridiculousness hmm hey mm-hmm. you know who a company should keep a clamp on <laughs> Who? But they don't at all. Who's that, Alex? Is one CM Punk. Who, by the way, my friend was at physical therapy and saw him walk in the building, so that's kind of funny. Oh, interesting. A fun coincidence. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. Hmm. Like, that's you do not approach him. No, no, no. Like, at all. Like, there are people that I would walk up to. Like, if I saw Kenny Omega somewhere, not a restaurant because that's weird, but if I saw Kenny Omega somewhere, I'd be like, hey, dude, big fan of your work, you know? I don't need any autographs or got to take any pictures. I don't want a picture. No, I don't no, need no. any of that shit. It's like, hey, man, big fan of your work. I would not even do that to CM Punk because that guy is just so fucking surly. He might just and spit he, in your face. He seems like one of those people. You catch him on the wrong day you're and you're punched. about to have a bad time. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. He seems completely level-headed. Oh, yeah. We had a friend uh, back when we lived in the city, uh, saw him walking down the street, and he was like, do I go up to him? And this was then. This was like 10 years ago. I'm like, absolutely not. No. That is not a man you approach. No. No. You admire from afar. Leave him be. Just, it's, don't. (laughs) Yeah. For the good of everyone involved, just don't. So I... I, Did you read the article, Bob? I, I read a lot of it. I feel like I missed a little bit. But I did read a good chunk of it. Well, some for some degree of context here, we're talking again, pro wrestling, CM Punk. We talked about this multiple times on the podcast. We gave the whole thing a long time ago yep. about how after a match, he went and did a press conference. I'm doing air quotes. And they call them like media scrums, yeah. don't they? And um, basically proceeded to shit all over pretty much everyone involved in AEW. Whilst devouring a muffin and drinking like... Uh, well, licking his fingers endlessly. <laughs> which enough, <laughs> That right there was enough of a fireball offense in my mind. <laughs> and while well, his boss sat next to him the whole time... <laughs> Trying to disassociate. And was, and was one of the people getting absolutely crapped all over. Just staring out with like uh, Hello Darkness, my old friend, playing over. The Sound yeah, of Silence playing over. When his next cocaine hit was coming, but I mean, you gotta you gotta plan that shit out, Alex. Sure, that's important. So, anyways, he's been suspended slash hurt for at least six months now, or something, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, now he's coming back. They're bringing him back. They're fucking idiots. We've been over all this, but go ahead, Bob. There was an article today. He did an interview with ESPN, I believe. Yeah, and you know, reading through it, you know, to his credit, he does admit that. You know, he said, like, what, what happened at that media scrum was... He admitted I shouldn't fault. Have done, yeah. He shouldn't have done that. Um, it's... what. It, what's interesting, though, is when he, he... He starts talking about how things kind of devolved um, with uh, the elite um, starting in, what was it, March 2022? Um you know, and that's that's the part of the story that's like is kind of it's interesting because as he tell as he tells it, um, and as they report it, uh, you know, I kind of it kind of comes off as reasonable that you know if if somebody's doing something against what you expect them to do, 
then you don't know what they're going to do at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could see that. Um, evidently, I started a 30 minute timer. That was cool. Um, you know, th- that would make me nervous, too. In in that kind of environment, the question is, what's the other side of that story? Well, that's the thing. And Hangman Page doesn't strike me, and I don't know the guy. So seems I, very level-headed. Seems level-headed and doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to... I wouldn't worry about him purposefully hurting you in the room. Yeah, that seems he doesn't seem like unlikely. that kind of a guy. And now, with the way that stuff was handled with Punk before in WWE, you can kind of maybe understand where there would be that paranoia. But that's your baggage. Yes, that is your baggage. thousand percent. I'm not trying to blame that on on Hangman. It's that's something that you got to deal with. And if you're not okay like with that and you're that paranoid, then maybe you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. See, I was under the impression I don't know if it was in that article or not because I'm having a hard time recalling the whole thing now but I swear I have heard Kenny Omega say that when the first promo got cut this whole workers rights promo or whatever that Hangman did that pissed off Punk that he's still pissed off about clearly till today I swear I heard Kenny say that Hangman apologized to him so that, to me, should be the end of it. And so to keep it going where now you're worried the guy's going to hurt you, that's ridiculous. Okay, this isn't like the fucking 1980s. Right, right, right. And Hangman's never done that to anyone, so why would why you would suddenly he, think this is a thing that's going to happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and the guy's living the good life. He knows he's living the good life. He's why not would gonna, you do anything right. to disrupt the good life? And you can understand why those guys would be a little salty if it's perceived that you were doing something to get a beloved coworker fired or fucked with. Yeah. And given the circumstances. Well, and that's where Tony Khan should be smarter to say, hey, if nothing else, the optics look bad. Let's just say for the sake of argument, CM Punk did not want Colt Cabana fired or moved to ROH or anything. Mm -hmm. Let's say he never brought it up, never said a word. Sure. If nothing else, the optics look bad that CM Punk shows up, he's in the company, within a year, Colt Cabana's out the door. Yeah. The optics are bad. Not a good look. Right. So if nothing else, if you're Tony Khan, you should be thinking about something like that and thinking, hey... One of the reasons people really liked AEW at the start, the workers I'm talking about now, is that it felt like a tight-knit family environment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously when you go out and you sign everyone under the sun, that's going to, that sort of environment's going to be harmed. Yes. Um, Just because there's way more people. But one of the things you should keep in mind when you're running a business is how are things going to be perceived? And, you know... It's like, I can't imagine Cole Cabana is making that much money. Even if you want the guy to go to another brand or work somewhere else or maybe even fire him, maybe you just wait a little bit yeah. so things don't look so bad. Because I'm going to go ahead and say that whatever Cole Cabana's contract is, it doesn't matter one way or the other to Tony Khan. Probably yeah. not, no. So maybe you just wait a year longer 
before you let him go, even if you're not really using him, even if he's just there in like a backstage mentorship role or whatever, put some people over here and there type thing. It's just weird, man. It's just such bad management. And I think at the end of the day, like more than anyone, and if anything else comes of this in the near future. It's on Tony Khan. I blame Tony Khan again because he allowed this environment to fester. He's bringing the guy back again Mm -hmm. to try to repeat the same mistakes of the past. (laughs) It's fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. And maybe it'll work out. Maybe it'll all be great. Maybe there'll be no problems. I don't know. But when you have to say, hey, you come to work on Saturday, you come to work on Wednesday, and hopefully you guys just never cross paths, which, you know, has anyone thought to themselves, hey, we do these little things called pay-per-views where, like, (laughs) everyone's likely to be there. Right. What's going to happen on those days? Because it's easy to say, oh, you come to work on Friday, you come to work on Saturday. And you're just not going to see each other, right? You're going to cross paths. Yes. There's going to be interaction. And do you want that awkwardness, not just between those two people or those two groups of people, let's say, because it's really like a group of people and then like Punk and his lunatic friend that bit somebody, but who, by the way, got rehired. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Ace Steel got rehired, which is crazy, too. Um. Because it's talking about, I mean, it's like straight up. It's like a steel. It's like no offense. The guy's a nobody. He doesn't need to work there. Right. <laughs> like, I understand the reasons they want Punk back. A steel does not need to be there. No. And if you're just hiring him to appease Punk, maybe we should stop. I don't know. Oh, that's also not a good precedent to set. And we no. don't know if that's the case. I would assume it is. It seems like it. it. seems that's probably what the reasoning is, but... So it's just, I don't know, man. I, it's just... The whole thing seems very short-sighted, and um, I wish them all the best. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, in the next like like two weeks, there's no more fist fights because I don't want anyone to get hurt before. No, Forbidden everybody's got to keep it on lock because, god damn it, I want to watch Danielson and Okada beat the shit out of each other. Well, and and Punk, I think he's also in like this old school mindset sometimes where you know he's acting in that interview like, oh, it's no big deal. There was a fist fight. It's like. No, it kind of is it's a big deal. 2023, man. It's right. kind of a big deal. Yeah. Well, it's only a big deal if somebody actually pushes it. If everyone just says, we're not going to sue, we're not going to file a police report, we're going to be carnies and just do it, it's not a big deal. Well, and that's kind of what they did. They did kind exactly. of Exactly. So like, it's not a big deal. But it is a big deal. Because, no, it's not. Because people are hurt. <laughs> it is when people get hurt off of it. But not if no one sues. If they if they keep doing that carny attitude, it's not a big deal. It's we're gonna we're gonna we're we're gonna let people feel. We're gonna move on. Well, I, I don't know that we're moving on though. You don't know that you're moving on. I sure, they are. How, we don't know if they're moving on. It does, the the company's moving on. Well, great, but your employees might not be moving on. That doesn't matter. It does when they're the stars of the show. And if it's gonna affect your product, it matters. And now you got to wonder every time CM Punk goes out there because you've what's mm-hmm. the message you've sent CM Punk now? You've said you can yeah. do whatever you want. Yep. So every time he goes out there and you give him a microphone, now you're sitting in the back and you're fucking stressing that this dude's going to try to get some, you know, get some receipts on television. And this is the thing I always come back to is when Hangman cut that cut that cut that workers rights promo. <laughs> 
What was that word? I don't know. Cut. We're cutting promos. Yeah. When he cut that workers' rights promo. I didn't even catch that. I know. Outstanding. Um, no one knew. Like, what no one thought anything was, was going on. No one knew anything about it. If Punk didn't make a big deal out of it, it would have been nothing ever in AEW. Punk's the one that made it a thing and was like, you disrespected me. Now I've got to go on TV and talk shit about you to get you back. It's like, okay. And then I got to go at the press conference. I got to talk some more shit. And then I'm going to bring in Kenny and I'm going to bring in Hangman. I'm going to talk shit about them too. Oh, by the way, while I'm gone, I'm going to talk shit about Jericho and Moxley. It's like, dude, I mean, to me, when he comes back, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'd make him a heel. (laughs) Like... I think you come back in Chicago, you're probably fine. Oh, yeah, you're getting pictured there. Literally anywhere else, you're going to be the heel. And you just got to be kind of okay And you can that. do the Bret Hart in Canada thing. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's just fascinating to watch. Yeah, so we'll see. And I can't they're, even, they're all carny-ass motherfuckers. And I can't yeah. even track anything right now. I don't know anything that's going on because the Squared Circle Reddit has been down for like a week. <laughs> Lost. <laughs> I'm flailing. <laughs> I have heard that a bunch of uh, Redditors have uh, migrated over to Tumblr, which is probably why it's been very, very slow lately. This happened the day that everyone thought Twitter was going to go down. And I was like, all I want to do is scroll through and look at pictures of my Blorbos. What, what, what is going on? Um, um, Blorbos? Have you, are you not aware of Blorbo? Blorbo from my shows? Tumblr thing. No, I have no idea. What I, you're this about. is completely it's, it's, it's your It's your, your character. It's Blorbo. Your character from your shows. Oh. That's all it is. Okay. It's ridiculous and it's glorious. It's Blorbo. It's Blorbo. Blurbo from my shows. Oh, we I got a link from SAS today that was a, a Tumblr link. Oh yeah. Um, but I couldn't look at it because I don't have a Tumblr. <laughs> so I'll have to send it to you so send you can it to open me so it. I can open it and I can tell you what it is. Yes. I got you. I got you. That's the only side I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I, I would I would very much um appreciate it if the um if these uh a couple of these Reddits could come back. Um You dying? You guys dying? Brutal. No, I'm fine. I could tell I, I knew when all the Reddits were down, like basically every Reddit Bob looked at was down <laughs> except for like what, like uh NICU support or whatever it's called. Nikki parents. parents. Yeah. It's like, I think every other Reddit Bob views was down. I was like, Bob, what are you going to use your phone for? Ooh, idiots and cars is back. That's good. That's good. The, uh, honestly, idiots and cars is the only one I actually care about. Uh, <laughs> Here's the thing. I have some, I have respect for these moderators who are willing to go down with the ship, who are keeping their subreddits down indefinitely. The ones who did the two-day blackout, it's like, what's the point of two days? It's not really going to do anything. If, you really if, do if have to just... If they know you're coming back after two days, it's like, what leverage do you have? You've got to sink the ship. you got to go down with the ship. I think so. Make them remove you. But I think the problem... I think there's like twofold. 
If I were doing it, I'd go down with the ship personally. I'd make them remove me. But I think a lot of these moderators, one, they have their small little bit of internet power. Yep. And they like having it and they like having it over people and they mm-hmm. don't want to lose it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then then the and that's like more I than I mean, why else would you be a moderator? <laughs> Well, and that's like the negative way of looking at it. The positive way of looking at it would be these are also people who, in theory, have helped cultivate some sort of community, right? Bob doesn't seem to agree. Skeptical the podcast. I don't buy that. But I those would second. be the two reasons, I right? think maybe a little bit, yes. And I think that it's like, okay, if we're looking at it from the positive aspect, maybe they're worried that their communities are going to go to shit and they're going to contribute to that. Um, but either way, whatever the reasoning is, if you want to actually have change, you have to be willing to take a hard stance. Yes. And I the, the two day stance is that. like, I mean, I saw a bunch of people that were like, if you're just going down for two days, why even bother? What's the yeah. point? And there are still, I mean, some stuff came back, but a lot of stuff is still down. Yeah. Well, good for them. I mean, the biggest subreddit is I think the funny one, right? And that's still down. Um, is it? Okay. So I mean, it's like there's, I'm I'm I can't remember jokes or something, whatever they're called, but um, there's still a lot of big major subreddits down, and uh, you know I don't know, man. I just think if you're gonna if you're gonna take a stand, you've got to be willing to take the stand. Don't like do the writer strike, you know, like strike. Right. Like don't come back like oh they offered us five cents more. Okay, we're back. They promise to do things in the future, maybe someday. Like, no, take the stand. Otherwise, don't bother. I agree. I agree with you. So uh, do I, you know, do I, I don't know. Do I think anything's going to really come of it other than a bunch of moderators getting removed? No. Nope. Probably not. But I'm also happy to watch this thing burn. Like, th- 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 I want to go back to the old days of the internet. The old days, quote unquote. Mm. Where, like something better would come along. Yeah. Nothing better comes along anymore. Like Facebook and Instagram and Reddit and Twitter and TikTok are so entrenched. And anytime any sort of competitor even starts to pop up, they're just allowed to buy them up, which, you know, maybe if the CMA actually wants to look at things like that, that actually matter well and the problem is now the internet is all about it's just trying to sell ads to people well that's that's what it became you know sure and it's been like that a long time yeah but the the dream originally was you know you know free and and use for everybody and it's just becoming more and more siloed and more and more well you got to pay and play by our rules to do anything well and here's the shitty part about this whole thing with reddit and reddit undoubtedly trying to fuck up their own platform in the grand escapades of making more money in the end of course as all things are. lines gotta go up alex um is you know reddit really often like do you ever notice when you search for things reddit is often the best source of information I mean, I, I don't frequent Reddit very often. But I'm not talking about Reddit. I'm talking about you can go on Google and you search for information. Often Reddit posts are what come up. Hmm. Um, That's very true. Yeah. And so if, and, and this is the thing, this is where the users actually do have power is if you start going in and you're like, because Reddit again is very dependent on user content. Yes. If you go in and you just say, fuck it, I'm deleting all this content that I've generated 
that actually does hurt Reddit. Oh yeah. Um, well, and it, that's why I mean I think normally my stance on most stuff like this is like, well, you know, if if you don't like it, just stop using it. Um, but Reddit is a very unique example in that because of how much they rely on the user content and the mods, um, you know, even, you know, every other major platform, you know, every, everything they do, they, you know, they employ people to do it, you know, for the most part. So, um, it's a, it's a kind of a crazy, it's a, it's a very bizarre situation. Yeah, the other there's something else I was gonna bring up. Damn. Hmm. Hmm. Oh. Oh, I was gonna. You know what I was gonna say? This is what cracks me up too about Reddit as a company is they're complaining that oh these third party apps they're making money we're losing money it costs us all this money to serve up our API yada yada right. And the amount they're claiming it costs is just hilarious, of course. We've already been over that. It's clearly just a scheme to get the third-party apps to die. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the part that does crack me up is, let's just say if we take it at face value and you say, okay, it costs us X to you know, make our API available and we're not making any money on it. Well, whose fault is that? You could serve ads through the API if you chose to. And I don't think people would complain about that because the reality is the apps are, unless you're paying to get the ads turned off, are serving up their own ads to make some money. So if you just, I think that would be like a reasonable position, right? Is if Reddit said, hey, we need to make money. We're serving you the API. We deserve our cut. So we're going to serve the ads and we'll give you whatever percentage. But we want the ad revenue. That would be a position I don't think people would be rioting over, you know, Mm -hmm. but they've come up with this like completely unreasonable position of like, fuck it. We're just, you know, going to do whatever we want and fuck you. And it's like, well, when you're Elon Musk and you're Twitter and you're willing to, you know, cut your valuation of the company into a third of what it was when you bought it. I mean, that's one thing. (laughs) But if you're Reddit and you want to do an IPO and you want to make money, I don't know if I'd try to burn the thing to the ground. But here, but if I think about it, I I think to IPO Reddit is actually doing the right thing, because if they can't get control of it, they'll never IPO. Well, and I think what the CEO is thinking, he's thinking, I just want to get to the IPO no matter what, and if if in the end, I kill the website five years down the road off my bad decisions. It doesn't matter because I'll have gotten my payout and I can walk off into the sunset and who gives a shit. Well, I mean, that's always true. But I, I honestly, if if Reddit can't take control of their content in the website and they can't they can't go into IPO saying we can monetize everything and we can control everything. It's not going to get the investors. It's not going to sell the way that you know, they're going to want it to. Um, so they, they need to do this if they're going to go IPO. I don't, I don't see any way around it. It's, it's a, it's a, it's the, either they succeed 
and they go, they make a fuck ton of money on their IPO or they crash and burn. And I, I bet you that's their mentality. I guess we'll see. I mean, I, I, I think my general impression of things now, I mean, I love when I read things like, um, you know, protests never work or this is inconveniencing me. And it's like, well, I would have, one thing I would say to that is the point of a protest is to inconvenience. Well, that's what I was telling right, about the bottom. Is it's to like, inconvenience this you. This is cracking me up. Some of these posts because yeah. it's like, yeah, that's we're trying to that's make. We're point. trying to make a fucking point. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're you're supposed to be inconvenienced, idiot. <laughs> but you know, no, the my... protesters are just standing in the in the highway because they're hoping to get hit by a car. No, they want you inconvenienced to listen to them. But I, I think, um, you know. The truth is the majority of the people who use Reddit do not give a shit. They'll use yep. the official Reddit app. They'll use the new quote unquote new Reddit version of the website. That's total trash. They don't care. They well, don't care. and you, what, what you got to, I think the thing that's important to remember is it's not like, it's not like these third party apps and the mods are like, this super sympathetic group of people who everyone feels bad for like these aren't like you know child cancer patients these are just web users you know and um so you're 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 just you're it's going to be really hard to genuinely build a sense of support amongst uh uh, uh, the general population they're not even i mean i realize they're giving free labor but they're not actually employees there's not even a workers movement to back on this so i mean you play that stupid fucking song at the top and it's just flying <laughs> through my head so i know we're talking about reddit but i'm just sitting here with that fucking song and it's your fault because you had to play it at the beginning of the episode continue your reddit discussion no, I, I mean, I look, I, I agree with you. And like I said, I don't really think anything's going to come of it. And, I don't and look, I'm, you know, I'm not that it's like, you know me, I don't give a shit about social media. And I yeah. kind of view Reddit as like a separate thing from all the other social media apps. Yeah, I agree. Um, But I could just stop using it. Like, I really just I use Reddit just as a news source, basically. And I can find other news sources. It's no big deal to me. Um, it does suck to have something that I think is like good go down the shitter, but that's just the nature of everything. You know, everything that, you know, I don't want to go like <laughs> anything good in the world. I don't, is I don't want to, die. I, I don't want to go like super socialist right now, but the reality is, is in the end, capitalism destroys everything and you just have to be patient and wait for it. Oh, and no, that's you, reality. But, but that's, that's you're a thousand percent right because it's going to eat everything that it can in because the line has to go up but you there is no such thing as perpetual growth that's not a thing there's only so many people you can get to buy your shit and i think it's kind of like it's kind of like stuff like if i were giving a video game equivalent you know i played the great call of duties i played call of duty 4 i played modern warfare 2 i know a great call of duty so when Call of Duty comes out now, I get on there and it's like, this game is objectively worse than a version of the game that came out 10 plus years ago. Why would I play the shitty version and why would I pay them money for it? 
this makes no sense. But a lot of people, they've only played all the bad Call of Duties. Sure. So if you like the bad one and you never played the good one, you have no point of comparison. You don't know any better. So you're pretty much happy, you know? And it's like, look, if you kind of like the shitty version of something, you know, who am I to say don't use it? Like, okay, fine. If you're getting some enjoyment out of it. But I like the good version of Reddit. And so, you know, when... You know, I like to use Boost for Reddit. That's the app I use. When Boost for Reddit dies at the end of the month, like all the other third-party apps are going to die, I will try the official app, and I will definitely use the version where um, the ads are cut out, so they're making no money off me either way. (laughs) And uh, if that app blows when I use it, I'll just stop using Reddit. And Mm -hmm. it's like, for me, it's that easy, because I don't feel... It's like, I'm not that compelled. There will be something out there for me, you know? And that's the way I feel about Reddit. That's the way I feel about video games, you know? It's like, okay, Call of Duty isn't for me anymore. That's okay. So now I love Overwatch. And one day, if Blizzard succeeds in killing Overwatch with all their bad decision-making, I'll find something else again. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be something else. Yeah, and that's how I wish the internet would get more back to that of like, hey, you know... MySpace, it's not like it sucked, but hey, something better came along. And I wish things would, I wish better things would come along again, but it doesn't seem like that really happens anymore. Well, I think the the landscape of the internet is, it makes it difficult for that to happen. Because remember, Reddit came out of the ashes of Dig. You remember Dig? I remember Dig because I saw Dig ads in the last couple of days. Which I thought was pretty funny, um, but now if you the the challenge with coming up with something better is um, the the infrastructure needed to make a site that would take over is massive. Yeah. It really is, and that's the problem. If you have if you if something if something uh, comes around that people grab onto that requires a, you know, a lot of dedicated servers for, you know, if you get a mobile game where somebody downloads the app to their phone and it's making, uh, you know, a handful of calls to the server just for to, to dump stats. Okay. You can, do, you can do that with a pretty small, um, pretty small footprint you can host like your data in amazon web that's fine but if you get something like a social media platform that has that's going to have just tremendous amounts of data um that infrastructure like if you were to if you put it in amazon and you take off your bill at the end of the month is going to be ungodly so i that's the I think back to like when Facebook first came out and when in like the promise of it at first was very, um, I, I just remember like thinking about how like, Oh, this is just very stalkery and that has never gone away, (laughs) but you know, there, there was a lot of promise to it. And in general, social media does serve a couple of, fundamental 
um, good point. Like it is nice that, uh, and the reason I always liked Instagram over Facebook, um, at least I used to, was it's like it's nice just to see what people in my life are doing or people who I went to school with or I grew up with, and especially someone who's moved away. Um, it helps me keep in touch with people all around the country, all around the world. But so that part of it is really cool. Um, the problem is, and always has been, that because you don't pay for it, they're just going to mine the shit out of it. All of your data, they're going to sell your data, and they're going to serve you ads, nonstop ads. And the annoying thing, and this is part of the problem, and this is why this is why Reddit, part of the reason why Reddit was kind of in the boat that it's in, and this is why like there's plenty of streaming services that don't offer ad free uh versions is because the amount of money they make per user on ads far exceeds what a person would be willing to pay to use the service so you're the internet and this isn't even just capitalism. This is just human behavior of people won't pay for stuff if advertisers will. And we've seen that with TV for decades now. So if the advertisers are going to pay you more money than a person's going to pay you, of course you're going to take the ad money. Why wouldn't you? Well, of course, and that's why I'm saying it's really Reddit has no one to blame but themselves that they weren't serving ads through the API. Yeah, it's more than the ads, though, because they could have been. I know it is, but they could have been doing that forever and no one would have complained. Yeah, um, I, I don't like because there's ads on the regular website. Yeah. If you just go to like reddit.com on your browser and now this is, of course, assuming you don't run an ad blocker and. I don't know what sick fuck doesn't run an ad blocker with the way the internet is, but let's just assume you don't. You're going to get served ads. So why aren't you serving ads through your API? That's just stupid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I The whole, the whole Reddit situation is, is kind is just such a, a weird scenario. And I, I'm, it's actually kind of as far as it's played out so far has kind of been the thing that I'm surprised by is that they haven't booted any mods yet. Like that they haven't went back and reclaimed some of these bigger ones. Well, I think they want to I think they want to come out of it looking like the good guys, which is why they're talking about changing the rules so the communities will remove the mods and do the dirty work for them. Ah, uh, yes, that would be smart. That would be smart, but I need to boot the mods of R Ultra Running. I want <laughs> I want R Ultra Running back. <laughs> Shouldn't an Ultra Runner be a mod though? <laughs> you fuck! <laughs> Take a minute there. Listen, okay. Uh huh. Ultra Marathon. Uh huh. 
any 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 race past 26.2 miles look i took a poll on this it was an informed poll erica <laughs> and let me tell you something what was, you what, na- was, what was your sample size if i may ask it was one okay unanimous <laughs> poll is it an ultra marathon if it's sub 100 miles and the answer was no <laughs> well, are we doing this now didn't we do this on the last episode? I don't care what the internet <laughs> says, Bob. That's a biased source. I'm talking about what I think. <laughs> I'd just like to 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 call out uh, my ultra marathon finishes. Uh, uh, there was the Earth Day 50k, the Sugar Badger 50 mile. I was a 100k finisher of the Christmas in July 24 hour race, mm-hmm. a 50 mile finisher of the Dots Last Standing 24 hour race. Why is he reading the normal routes around the clock 12 hour 50k? I, I was thinking about other things. Ice what? Age 50k, <laughs> and I just but I just finished don't understand. We're talking about ultra marathons. The kettle and he's marine, talking about regular 38 marathons. mile fun run. Are you trying to get him to flip the table? Because he flips the table, it's coming at me, and I'm going to be a little pissed about that. Well, that's just great content. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you got to appreciate Alex is always thinking about content. I well, I mean, because you, you Bob, have content, Bob. I will be the first person to sing your praises when you run 100 miles and become an ultra marathoner. But until then, you're just not getting the title with these half-ass, piddly, anyone-can-run-50-mile marathons. I don't care. I could run 50 miles. That's mm. no big deal. Mm. That's nothing. Mm-hmm. 100. Now, if you run 100, I'll make sure they engrave that on your tombstone right when you cross the finish line and your heart explodes, okay? I'll make sure that happens. I wonder how many ultra runners have that on their on their tombstones. They better. Uh, it should be how many ultras did you run? The number. <laughs> it, it should be like it should be like a secret it, code. It actually, what it'll say is how many real ultras have you run? Wow. Hundred miles and above is what wow. counts. Wow. 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 You're not putting anything. Well, I'm not putting anything ultra related on your fucking tombstone. <laughs> oh, let's just say that, Erica, right off the uh, bat, Bob. Bob, listen, look at me, Bob. It's gonna happen. Don't worry about it. I'll make sure people know yeah, of your accomplishments. It'll happen. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh-huh. You know, Alex, that new Witcher song is just okay. I haven't heard it, but I'm sure it's shit. Here's the thing. I don't give a fuck what anybody else. This is the thing. I don't care. That's great. I'm having a blast over here. Everyone else can hate everything. Hateration Nation. Do not care. Erica's having a blast. Polish folk metal band. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Go ahead. Just, just. <laughs> no shit's given, Bob. I don't give a fuck if you like my thing. I like my thing. That is all that matters. Hey, speaking of someone I know we all love. I mean, Erica and I the most because we have great taste. I watched on Netflix, there was like a three-part, like, limited miniseries type thing of uh, about Arnold. It's just called Arnold. Oh, yeah? Pretty good? And it was good. I mean, look, it was a total puff piece. Because well, I think Arnold has his new Netflix show. It's yeah. called FUBAR. So we're, we're, we're giving the long, sumptuous blowjab. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's what this was. Yeah. Like, the first part was all about basically how he came up in bodybuilding. The second part was all about acting. 
And the third part was really all about, um, you know, the politics and uh, his family and stuff like that. And they very much glossed over any, you know, like anything to do with his family. Like he admitted the, you know, it's like it's not like this is like a hidden information. He admitted, you know, cheating on his wife with the house sitter, right? right, The housekeeper or whatever. Um, But it's like, look, you did it. Okay. You know, how much time can you really spend on it? You made a pretty big mistake. Right. <laughs> like, um, that being said, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. I thought it would, there was some interesting stuff in there. You know, I did crack up because Arnold's never shied away from the steroid usage. You know, like that he did it. It's like, that's no secret. Well, and it's like, I appreciate that because yeah. it's like, we all know, don't lie about it. Well, then here's the thing. I did crack up, though. I think what he said was, he said something along the lines of, you know, yeah, I, I, we all experimented with steroids, but I think that was maybe like 5% of what I accomplished. It's like, okay, buddy. man, I don't know. It's tough because I understand. I could sit here. I could take all the steroids in the world. Oh, we've but said this before, too. Right. If you're if not, you're not in putting the, gym, the work in, right. doing all the work, it it's not going to do anything. anything. And I would go ahead and I'm just going to guess. Arnold probably spent more time lifting weights than Bob does running. You know, I mean, that guy was a fucking madman. Well, it was also his job. Sure. You're a bodybuilder and then you're in the movies and shit. Yeah, that's your gig. You lift weights. Sure, I'm just saying I'm just saying it's like he spent an insane amount of time doing it. But the idea that the steroids don't play a major factor is just like. Let's not. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, don't be blowing smoke up my ass. I, I, come on. We're not, we're not dumb. If they didn't play a major factor, why were you doing them? Exactly. If, if the steroids were giving you 5% more, would you be doing them? I don't think so. I don't think so either, but. I oh. have a counter to that. Here it is. Five, Counterpoint Bob. Big five. business Bob. Here he comes. <laughs> Bootlicker Bob? Wow. Oh, that's meaner. <laughs> I like bootlicker Bob. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue, it does. doesn't it? Bootlicker Bob. Okay. Um, <laughs> Big business Bob is good too, though. <laughs> we can use them interchangeably. Okay. We can use them interchangeably. It's okay. Um, for starters, it's bucket hat Bob. Yeah, this is not yeah. a part of the TJM universe. Maybe, maybe friend. in these weird podcasts where like people show you respect, but here <laughs> we don't do that here. Bob, That's not what we do here. Bitch. <laughs> That's not what we do here. That's not the brand, and you know that. We have been doing this for like what six years now. It's been a while. It's been a long fucking time. That is not the brand. Yeah, you know the gimmick by now. Deal with it. <laughs> now, what were you going to say, bootlicker? <laughs> You gonna lick some boots, were you? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, five percent is a lot. Um, you're right, in, especially in competition. when you're competing at the top end. Yes. you're right. That's like I I was I remember reading um, probably a couple years ago now. There, like when you're talking about cycling, which is like. Cycling's like the pinnacle of cheating. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's cheating. cheating. Yeah. yeah. Um if if they're not cheating, you and, just and don't know realist- how they're and, cheating. And realistically in bodybuilding, especially yeah. back then, everyone was cheating. I mean, I think people are they're probably still all cheating. I mean, oh, that's yeah. why you have all these YouTube channels. Everybody that are just like natty cheats. Or not. 
Um, if there is money involved, yes. yes. You see the women on Instagram, they have like these giant boulders on the their Brock shoulders. The Brock Lesnar traps. It's like, dude, you are not natural. <laughs> like, this does not happen. If money is involved, there is cheating. Yes. Now, that's just the, that is the nature of the beast. Um, But, so a couple years ago, it's like people, a cyclist started cheating by hiding tiny motors in their bikes. And these things are not outputting a lot of power. Like you, you see them and you think how, what could this possibly be doing? Something though. But when you do the math, it's like, it's just enough to take somebody who's maybe a little further down the pack and put them up at the front of the pack. That's also hilarious, though. <laughs> I'm going to put a motor on my bike. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's even, that's genuinely hilarious. In that situation, even like a 2% speed increase over the course of 100 fucking miles is a big deal. Oh, yeah. So you better get to it. I'm working on the motor. Rocket shoes. Listen, the, the beauty of true amateur athletics is that with no money on the line is if I cheat, I'm cheating myself so I don't cheat. Well, if you do cheat, the marathon investigator, <laughs> he's coming for you. <laughs> so he's coming. We brought this up on, uh, or I brought this up on the party a couple of nights ago. Um, I have the marathon not, investigator. I have not discussed this with you. So this will be uh, a, a, an interesting quick topic. So, so, um, Marathon Investigator, he actually hasn't posted anything since November. Is he okay? Um, I heard something that he may have hung it up. He might be done. But, so here's... No! So, there's a story. There's your book. I'm still going to write that fucking yeah. book. <laughs> so... You got to fold the retirement into it. He was forced into it, Alex. So, um, you know, the whole thing... It seemed like my understanding is his story started with like Boston back in like 2013 ish sometime around then. And he was looking at data and he noticed a trend that ended up like revealing a whole bunch of people who cheated to qualify for Boston. Okay. And it's kind of where this all started. And then he started investigating all sorts of marathons and ultras and what have you. Well, cut to, I think it was 2019, L.A. Marathon. Someone um, kind of points out that there's a particular runner who was very suspicious. And, um, like, so Marathon Investigator reaches out to the runner and is like, hey, someone noticed this kind of really weird stuff. Can you explain it? And... You know, the guy was, like, you know, very much not willing to... Well, you're the stranger reaching out to me. Right. Yeah, I'm not fucking telling you anything. Yeah, I, I, exactly. So, you know, um, it kind of the MO of the marathon investigator was, like, if you don't... If you don't cooperate and you... Your ass is getting shamed on the internet. Pretty much. Um, well, and, and the thing is, like, this wasn't a guy who, like, we're talking about, like... He, he he cheated and he went from like 17,000 to 16,999. This guy took an age group award. 
and a course record for an age group. Mm. So um, is higher profile. We're like talking about this and like the outline for the novel is like starting to coalesce again in the head. Well, let's become the John Grisham of running. Yeah. I think so, I'd rather die. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no, that's John not true. John Grisham wrote some good books, okay? He's made a lot of money. I was just going to say, John made Grisham has made, made a, a shitlo- fuck ton no, of money. hold on a second. <laughs> John Grisham, I'm going to look this up. John Grisham, I know I've read some of his books that are actually good. I don't think I've ever You've read a Grisham. You've read John Grisham? And I, because I uh, care, but... I, Think he wrote, I like, read, the Pelican Brief. I think he I read wrote... A Time to Kill. You read? Wow. No, wow. Bob. <laughs> one of us in this room has a brain that functions for nonsense, <laughs> and it's me. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, your brain works for running and important things like your job. My, ra- my brain works for fucking bullshit, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to think what else I read. I really read more... I read more Tom Clancy, to tell you the truth, but I know I read some John. That's Grisham what I. Books. I don't know that you've you've ever really. I know I've heard you mention Tom Clancy novels. I don't know that I've ever heard you mention Grisham novels. I definitely read some John Grisham. At least I think I read The Partner. I don't know. I can't it's remember. That, it's like he wrote the Pelican Brief. It was one of those guys where it's like anytime he, he wrote something, books. that they're they'd make all a movie they're out all of the it. same goddamn book. Like, look, oh, it's Stephen King. And I know people are really into Stephen King, and he's fine. I enjoy his writing from what I've read of it, but it gets very samey. But you know what? You found a thing. People buy your shit. Yeah. Who who am I to be like? Yes. So 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 marathon investigator. Marathon investigator. L.A. Marathon, twenty nineteen. So the the original like evidence was kind of shaky. It was like, this is suspicious, but it's not definitive. Sure. So it was like, kind of like, uh, I don't know about posting this. Like, and then, you know, obviously I've, I'm seeing this in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see this in real time. But um, so they, this keeps, you know, this comes up. LA Marathon ends up disqualifying him. And more stuff starts coming out about how he was disqualified twice from the California International Marathon, or CIM, and banned from the race, I guess. Um, Like, there are other races where things were just kind of suspicious. Um, And then further, like, photographic evidence came out and... um, it became more definitive and there was in fact a picture of this guy riding his bike in the middle of like the San Francisco marathon in San Francisco. So this guy is just a cheater. Sure. Right. And, uh, that it's pretty like, wouldn't people though. If there's just like a bike, like, well, people are running a race. Wouldn't you be like, what the fuck are you doing? It's weird stuff. Weird stuff happens. You're probably worried about your own thing. Sure, sure. Yeah, Maybe you're not paying attention. Something. That's fair. Yeah. And not in most races aren't Chicago where there's fans literally the entire way. Like you can't get off course without being noticed. Um so um a day later after that picture was posted of the guy and he maintained his innocence the whole time. 
like he never confessed to it but the day after the bike picture was posted he killed himself this book bob <laughs> this book's gonna be great <laughs> so uh it, it, but that yeah that's that's not great yeah i mean so i, I figured that's probably got a factor in to the stepping away from it a bit you, you know even if it's a couple of years later um well you don't really stop thinking about that kind of a thing no because you know for whatever however you really look at it you, you kind of played a part in that happening well it's weird because you you played a part in it but like the guy cheated sure the guy cheated yes you know and if you you can't take the heat. Don't well, cheat. Well, don't fucking cheat. Right. Well, and it's not, look, it's not as important as something like the example I'm going to give, I guess. But let's say someone writes a story for a newspaper, a reporter, mm-hmm. writes a story about some crime that's been committed, that's hurt other people, that's cost people money, whatever. And then the person who you write the story about kills themselves the next day. Is that really your fault? Like, I don't think so. You've just brought to light the crime. And now, like, is this that important? No. It's fucking, I mean. Maybe it's no. not your fault, but you were a factor. And I think if you're, you're for better or worse, that's oh, going to. you can feel bad about that's it. That's going to weigh on a person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can feel bad about it, but I don't think you caused, like. You might not be if at that was, fault, okay, but... If that was enough to get someone to kill themselves, mm-hmm. they were on the edge already. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, saying, if I was in that sort of a situation, if I was in the marathon investigator, like that situation, it would bother me. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you'd be bothered. Yeah, I, I would have trouble that. sleeping for a while. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe one day. <laughs> nah, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> How tired was I when I went to bed that night? <laughs> I, it's it's a weird thing because I mean, in the marathon investigator is it is it is like a hot topic in the running world, and, and people have a lot of opinions on it. And I think what be and, and this is what I said to you the other night. I mean, it's a vigilante job. Is what it is. It's what it is. No, I know. You sort of have to be ready. I'm to smiling accept. stupidly. At you, that. Yes. you kind of have to be ready to accept bad outcomes. Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, if you're in there and you're like, okay, this person cheated, I'm going to publicly shame them online. You're going to get a little heat back. Well, here's the other thing. Okay. I mean, like, again, I'm not trying to rag on anyone, but like, it's running. If you, <laughs> if you get shamed only other runners are going to know about it and even they are probably going to forget pretty quickly no one in like your real life is really going to care your friends like no one's going to know about this it's going to be like oh you got disqualified from entering boston like only other runners are even going to know about that you know what i mean um well no like, Bob, if it came out, okay, I don't, I mean, maybe it's just me because I don't perpetually live on the internet and follow a million Twitter accounts and everything, but if you came out that you cheated 
in a running thing, unless you or Erica told me, I'd never know. How would I know? You know. But think about it this way. I mean, so the thing with this guy was he was a doctor. Um, and so everyone, anyone who would search his name, I mean, you go and search this guy's name, the first thing that pops up is that Should he's a cheater. Footwitch. Okay, well, that's a problem. You need to do some... You got to do some uh, search engine optimization. That's also, though, that. kind of like a thought you have to have, though, right? Like, Well, and if you're a doctor, maybe you should think a little bit harder on the things you do. That's what I'm saying. Right, exactly. I mean, I mean, we, we in general have a, a, a problem in society of shaming people for things they shouldn't be shamed for. Sure. sure. Um, but if you're cheater i'm never gonna feel bad about throwing some shame at you and if you're gonna if you're if you're gonna cheat at amateur sports what what does that say about your character um well the only person you're cheating is yourself or you're cheating the person who doesn't get to run boston because who's trained for years sure sure sure. because they got bumped out they were one second too slow because you cheated and you took their spot right? right So, I mean, no, that's fair. You know, and I I think that's why he probably started it is because he feels for these people who do get screwed and and the races aren't doing anything to try and catch this stuff. Like, if you have to like hire people full time, that would be a pretty big hire him. Well, that's probably one person they don't they don't want to pay that one person, though. I mean that's the thing, but so if so if people aren't if the races aren't going to do it, and believe me, the races could afford to pay somebody to um to 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 do this, you know, and, and not like not every race could afford it, but the big races for sure could, and um, you know they could all pay a a, a a tiny piece of it, you know, one guy doing this data crunching. All year, if all the major marathons can't afford that collectively, that's a problem. <laughs> but you know, and that's the thing. In, in the place where there where there is a a, uh, I'm going to use the phrase that I'm going to get shit on for justice vacuum. There will be something to flow in to fill it, and that's where you get something like marathon investigator. <laughs> It's funny because you mentioned this guy being a doctor and that made me think like, you know, now this is someone who actually had some foresight. Um, there's, you know, my favorite um, big boob anime waifu simulator game, Nikkei. There's a guy who has a YouTube channel around Nikkei and he spends a shitload of money on the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw and uh, he was talking to his chat and someone was asking him like, Show, you know, are you ever going to do a face reveal? And he's like, because he just like is one of those people that uh, has like an avatar you know on stream and he's like like, face reveal like i know people you know we live in a we live in the darkest timeline but he said he was like no no matter this could be the biggest channel on youtube i will never show my face because the reason is is i am a doctor at a clinic and the last thing i need is i go into a room to treat a patient 
and they recognize me as the guy who's on the internet talking about giant anime boobs. <laughs> like, I mean, I wouldn't have even said I work at a clinic. I wouldn't have said anything. No, but I know, but it's like, like, nope, not doing it. I know, but he's just explains like, okay, so here's someone who had some understanding of like, hey, I want to be taken seriously in a professional role, mm-hmm, so I'm right. not going to do anything that's going to jeopardize that. Well, and the other thing is, and I think we, oof, I feel like we may have spoken about this, people don't care about privacy anymore. No. Like, and you should. Yeah. You know, if dude wants to be playing, you know, big titty anime waifu game, like, we had a better, what we had a, we had a better name for that. What were we saying before? I don't remember what it was, but it really rolled off the tongue. But anyway, it's like, if that's what he wants to do and have like, that's what I do online, but then I have like a professional and like whatever life, the two don't need to be, you guys don't need to know what I look like. Nothing really rolls off the tongue like bootlicker Bob. That, that, that's a good one. But it's just like, I don't want a ton of pictures of like me or my kid. I don't think we have like, we've posted like two pictures of Izzy online yeah i think it's weird when people post a lot of pictures of their kids online that's weird like it should be you should wait wait till your kids are old enough like when they're 18 or something to decide for themselves if they want their images all over the internet that's my Mm -hmm. thinking let her be old enough to consent to it and then fine do whatever you want to do but i don't know i just think it's i don't need everybody knowing every little bit of my business no well, and, and I think the, the corollary to that is there, I feel like there's an attitude among some people that, you know, they should be able to say, you know, put out there anything they want about their their life and their personality and not get blowback about it. Well, and it, we don't live in a perfect world. It would be nice if we did where you could do that, but that's not the universe that we live in. No, I, I mean, it, it's like there... I mean, there are things that are protected classes mm-hmm. that, you know, if if you're open that you're gay or um, whatever your religious preference might be, that like an employer can't discriminate against you for that, even though it happens still. Um, at least there's legal recourse, you know, but if, you know, I know people who have tattoos get up in arms about it, but there's nothing protecting you from being discriminated against because you have tattoos. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I would back a law that would protect you for having tattoos. No, I I think something like a tattoo, you should understand if you're going to do something like that, that's going to more than likely create an issue in most professional environments. You should get it somewhere on your body that you can cover up and you should accept that you're going to have to cover it up. You know, like... If you're, it's like, you're Mike Tyson, you could get the stupid tattoo on your face because you're Mike Tyson and people accept, expect stupidity. But if you're Joe Schmo working at the paper company or something, you know. The paper company. You know what I mean? I it's know, like I know, I know. People don't expect to walk in and someone has a dumbass tattoo on their face like they went and signed up for the local gang or something. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that's going to create problems in a white collar environment. Mm-hmm. In some, I think that some have, are more progressive than others, and there are, I mean, that's with everything, though. You've got some jobs that are cool with you working from home, and other ones that are very much like, yeah. nah, you're just, 
you're faffing around and we need you in the office. But there, it's just an older school mindset. But it, I mean, I think what's there's it's more than that though because it's not it, like if your your employer could be very un, your particular employer could be very understanding and accepting of that. Your boss could be willing to go with you to the tattoo conventions and he's in the tattoos too. But he knows that we have clients who are not going to look favorably on that. And if you have visible tattoos, you can't work for that client. And you're going to see repercussions of that. And yeah, I mean, we're picking on tattoos because I think it's an easy example. But it's like, to your point about privacy, like if you don't need to put something into the universe, if there's not a purpose behind it, you shouldn't. Like, because you don't know what the universe is going to think about it. Mm -hmm. Well, look at someone like, you know, look at like Cody Rhodes, where he got that stupid giant neck tattoo that you can't cover up. It's not possible to hide it. He could have a turtleneck on. You would still see part of it. Still poke it out. And which Brandy's like, you you know, fucker. It's like. To a degree, I guess he gets away with it because it's a pro wrestler. Oh, you're a professional like you're, wrestler. You're expected, like, you're in a wacky profession to begin right. with. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you if he walks into a meeting and tries to sell a company on something, whether it be a, you know, reality show or maybe even something as simple as being on a TV show in a guest role, well, now they're thinking, okay, well, either we're going to cast you as, like, the goofy mercenary who we're okay with having a neck tattoo or when we hire you, we know we have to pay makeup to cover that up, which is an added cost to us. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's things like that that, you know, I'm sure are going to impact getting other jobs. And now, you know, he works for WWE. He makes a shitload of money. I'm sure. Does he really, is he really worried about it? Probably not. No. Um, but that is but- the type of thing you have to think about. But how many people have neck tattoos are not Cody Rhodes? Right. right? Quite a bit. Quite a bit. <laughs> like, Quite a few idiots out there. You know, and... That was such a bad tattoo. Oh, my God. It's the worst. For, like, a good-looking guy, That's too. That's divorce city it's right like, there. It's, like, really, like, a guy with, like... I don't think, like, Cody Rhodes is, like, a 10 or something. You know, I don't know. It's, like... I'm sure for... But for a guy who's very good-looking, why would you... Attractiveness is all subjective. It's sure. all subjective. He's not a 10 for me. He's 10s for other people. He's a sure. decent-looking guy. He's a good-looking guy. Why would you screw with the canvas? <laughs> I mean, I like that stuff. I mean, and, and you know, it, it, it's it's up to you. And I mean, I'd be into getting a tattoo. I just don't like any kind of pain, so I can't. <laughs> well, here's my thing with they'd tattoos, come in with man. the needle once, and I'd be like, "All right, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, how yeah. much does the, how much did the dot cost? <laughs> Five bucks." <laughs> Sorry for wasting your time. Yeah, I mean, that's for me would be the big thing. I think number two, right behind just the pain of having it done, is, okay, the tattoo is going to, assuming you got a good artist to do it. Well, and this is the thing. It's going to look good when you get it. Well, it's going to fade. Sure. 20, 30 years later, I mean, beyond fading, well, it's going to stretch there's a, out. There's a sagging issue as yeah, well. Yes. Depending One, on where you get it, that could be a real big problem. So this was a an interesting conversation that was had on my Slack a couple of days ago because people who get tattooed, like people who are into tattoos are typically really into tattoos and they're almost always thinking about their next What's tattoo. The next you know, I think there's a, I think there's a, 
a, a small group or a, you know a, a some contingent of the tattoo population who like they got their one and they were like I'm good. that was terrible I'll never do that again um but what's what's the the conclusion we came to was interesting that we all could think of people who regretted getting the tattoo um we can also think of people who were per- very happy they got the tattoo we cannot i none of us could think of though someone we knew who regretted not getting the tattoo but lots of people who were very happy they didn't get the tattoo so it is it's like not getting the tattoo is just in a way this just the safest option because you're not going to regret it you're you're not going to regret not getting a tattoo i agree (laughs) i'm sure there's some people out there probably well you can always get the tattoo well you could always go and get it sure unless like you had one opportunity to get a tattoo done by the greatest tattooer on the fucking planet or something well listen you can always find a hack the um the extreme outlier case but i I think i i would have to this is without any research whatsoever but i would have to think it's probably pretty safe to just not get the tattoo (laughs) well and definitely something you have to do your research on right because you don't want to go in you know what i always wanted to make was an app that you could use um as to to crowdsource uh, a decision on whether or not you should get a tattoo. So you you take a picture of your idea, where you want to put where it. you want to put it and just put it out in the universe. That's good idea, good. bad idea. That's that is that's good. actually pretty good. That's I know. pretty solid. You could get a tattoo this says like real ultra runner or something once you finish the 100. Fucking A. She can't take that away from you if you do it. Why would she try and take that away from me? Oh, I could take I could take other stuff away if you got that printed on your body. Well, she can't put She's not going to put it on the tombstone. Don't worry. I'll take care of that. But because I'm certainly going to outlive you with your mad <laughs> madman lifestyle. <laughs> Erica, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. All right. Um, but the tattoo, what's she going to do? Like have it burned off your body after you die? She enjoys seeing me in pain. Oh, after he dies? <laughs> no that fucker's coming off while he's alive <laughs> if he were to show up right on the got, neck. like on his chest on his neck i'm he's dead we're just <laughs> right on your neck dead. bob right here right here right here oh, yeah right here yeah. so they see nope. it right on we done real ultra runner <laughs> either get that taken off immediately or we're done <laughs> It's over. That sounds like an ultimatum, Bob. No, no, no. What I got to do is I get, you know, because the, the race I'm doing is the badger. I should get like a majestic badger on my neck, but on one side. So it's not even symmetrical. Maybe put so like, the Cody Rhodes, a, a flag behind it or something. I don't know. I thought you liked being married to me. <laughs> I thought you would. I thought we were. We had a good thing going. I've been enjoying myself. Apparently you haven't been. <laughs> So that's fine. That's good to know. Thank you. Well, now you're both on the same page. If you really wanted to piss me off, though, you do the the thin blue line flag behind Ooh. the badger. 
That's a good idea. Now, <laughs> what if I got a Jody Beatty tattoo? His his sister, Jody? Are you going to get Jody on your neck? You should get Jody. Do you have a lisp? He just can't bring himself to say it. <laughs> I'm continuing the joke from the start of the show. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah, you didn't mean to do that. Okay. <laughs> it was purposeful. Sure it was. Yeah, go ahead. Get a Jody Beatty tattoo. Please do. I'd be curious to see what she looks like. You know what I saw? No, it wasn't today when I was at the zoo, but I was at Brookfield Zoo not too long ago. And I saw an idiot with a Batman patch, but it was the thin blue line. And Alex, I I had to stop myself from, like, saying something. Because I was just like, my favorite, no, dummy. My favorite is the police who have, like, the Punisher. bulletproof vests with the Punisher logo on it. It's like, have you seen anything nope. from the Punisher? Nope, they have Anything. Haven't. No, not at all. He hated the police. Right, yeah. Are you doing a Google search for Jody Beatty? Just out of curiosity. Because you went right to the phone, so you, you seem like you had a mission. I, I, I'm every now and then I have to Google search something something tattoo just to see what ridiculous things are out in the universe and uh, you know see the funny thing about a Joey Beatty tattoo is he's such a private person that it would be like he would be dealt psychic damage anytime somebody did something like that because it would <laughs> just kind of theory it would be like an existential nightmare for him. How's the neck doing over there, Alex? It's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I slept weird. I slept weird, Bob. You ever sleep weird and then you pay for it the next day? Yeah. I well, it's not only the next called... day. It's like the next two weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like no, you're just in I'm, agony I'm usually, forever. I'm usually pretty good at like getting it out. You yeah. know, a couple days. A little stretchy stretch and you're okay. Days. Yeah. You got to keep moving. Um. Damn. I keep forgetting things I was going to talk about on this show. Well, we did watch the. Oh, we watched the. Well. Bob and I watched. You the watched Starfield it. I direct. kept popping. I had to finish the cake. Erica for saw tomorrow. about five minutes. I saw second. some of it. Um, what, Bob, you had thoughts. I'm curious. I'm really curious what the first thing out of your face is going to be because I think I know what it's going to be. But go ahead. Um, man, EA really dropped the ball with the Mass Effect universe. Oh, that actually wasn't what I thought. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a No Man's Sky comment. <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously, if you just look at everything that's in in Starfield, it's very much AAA No Man's Sky. Oh, just yeah. listening to it from the other room and popping and, and, in when I did? Yeah, a thousand percent. By the way, I know, you know, I've talked about this before on the podcast. No Man's Sky, when it came out, piece of shit. Yes. When I played it after it had been patched for like two years, it was a really good game. And it's only been getting more and more updates, so it's probably even better now than it sure. was then. One of the things um, added the uh, the video. I'm not going to call it a conference because it wasn't a conference. It was a fucking video. Um, one uh, one of the things I did that kind of like piqued my uh, it caught my attention right away when they said it was like each world is unique to each individual player. So if you have doing some sort of procedural generation. Yeah. So, well, what, what made me, what kind of made me chuckle a little bit at that was 
they're clearly presenting it as like, ooh, this is like this technological advance, like awesome thing. Well, the the controversy, if you go back to No Man's Sky, was that they claim so I, I believe the No Man's Sky universe is a lot bigger. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was super gigantic. But um my understanding is that like once a once a world was generated, like it would stay that way to the point that like you you're supposed to be able to see a base that somebody else made. Is that true? Uh no. Uh I don't know. I can't remember. I thought that was it's a been thing. a long time. I have or no they idea. I feel like yes, if someone were I so I think you're right. If someone were to build something on a world and you somehow ended up on that world, yes, you would see whatever they did. But the thing is no Man's Sky, I think, actually had like millions of planets. Yeah. And everyone would start in their own little like cluster. And so the chances of you traveling to somewhere where you would somehow. Yes, I actually know that's what it is. I'll tell you why. The chances of you actually going somewhere um, accidentally coming upon what someone else has created is like infinitely It'd be very hard. Impossibly yeah. small. But I do remember actually now that you're saying that, that what people did on that game is they actually did create like hubs where people would create cities on worlds. Yeah. And then other people could go visit them. They would be like, hey, it's here. And you would get invited or something or somehow. Right. So, yes, you could go see other people's stuff. And I it's remember. just the chance of it happening is like was slim point zero 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 one percent. But I remember, like it, it, I remember something at one point, probably in the first, you know, year or whatever, that was terribly broken, and very hard to pull off. So it, it just made me chuckle thinking about Starfield. Like, well, okay, this is probably making it a lot easier from their perspective. But Starfield isn't promising any sort of multiplayer aspect, whereas No, no Man's Sky kind of did, even yeah. if it's not likely to happen. Right. So I, I, I just I had a little chuckle. But I will say, um, while the basic conceit of the game doesn't really appeal terribly much to me because I'm, I'm generally much more story-driven in games, I like, you know, I like a game that's gonna it has a story to tell and you're gonna go through it. You're the protagonist and there's an ending and ga- this is I presume it's being set up as like a games as a service where there's gonna be a new you know season or whatever and the story is um i don't know if they're doing a season type model. I think they've said they are planning DLCs, but. I think that's, I mean, that was done before with like Fallouts and sure. Skyrim or And there's whatever. usually, there's a main story in those games. Yeah, just there'll don't be. They, give a shit about it. There's clearly going to be a story. There's yeah. just with so much ending. more, like, I'm more interested in like the exploring and like, Bethesda is very good at that environmental storytelling. Like mm-hmm. you'd come across something in the middle of the wasteland and it would tell its own story through you kind of exploring through whatever you found. Okay. And that's what I like about those games. So it seems like it's something that's right up my alley. Right. And I'll probably, cause we have game pass. So I will definitely play it. 
No, go go ahead, Bob. I was going to say. I mean, even I I thought while it's definitely definitely clearly a Bethesda game, like I it feels like they've refined the art style a little bit more. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's it's kind of gotten a little further out of the uncanny valley, and and that was always something that that definitely always bothered me about Bethesda games is I just never really cared for their art style very much. Um, and so the, just the aesthetic would take me out of it a little bit. I That's what I was kind of alluding to the other night is the only standout thing that I've seen still that looks out of date for a modern AAA game is the facial animations. The facial animations still look very last gen or maybe even two gens ago. Like the facial animation work is not great, but mm-hmm. that might just be a major engine limitation. The art design, the art direction of the game, the texture work looks incredible. Yep. Like it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Ever, basically everything except the faces looks, look, great. looks great. And I mean, if you want to like a, you know, obviously this is a different game with a different scope, different scale. But if you go look at like the facial animation work on like Horizon Forbidden West, it blows Starfield out of the fucking water. Now, Horizon is a like contained play space. I was going to say two kind of different things. It's not trying to. Horizon doesn't have a you can build your base. You can build your ship. Right. You can make all these different things. You can explore the fucking galaxy. So that's all way out of horizon scope. So they put focus in other places, mm-hmm. right? I mean, stuff like I, I told him the other night. I mean, I think you saw a little glimpse of it, Erica. I love the design of the inside of the ships. Like the I inside, did pop out to see that. Yeah. The inside of the ships to me Looks are really what good. I would imagine like a spaceship would be. Like yeah. very utilitarian. Um, not like fluffed up, you know, it was like, it just looked great. It looked like there was a lot of yeah. detail. They, and they talked about that. Yeah. A lot of thought a little put bit into too. it. Yeah. And again, they've been working on this fucker for yeah. like, 10 years now. And yeah. The, the environment, you know, the planets look good, you know, basically I thought everything looked really good except like any sort of like character models, like the characters and mm-hmm. even like a lot of the like monsters or like wildlife or whatever, all were like a little bit like, okay, this is like kind of out of date. A little bit of a hink. Um, yeah. But but the environment, the lighting, they talked about the lighting, the lighting looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a big deal in a lot of games, right? Because if you have bad lighting, that's what kind of leads to like a game looking very flat and dull. Yeah. Yeah. You um, need that kind of dynamic lighting. So, I mean, there were, I mean, you know, Old Todd Howard. I mean, <laughs> he sold the shit out of it. It, it you know, it, I again, it's not really my style of game, but you, you might know, poke the head in though. No, I, 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 I finished watching that and said, you know, this looks really, um, really well done. Um, it does look interesting, and it. It looked like I remember like playing a little bit of No Man's Sky and just being very, very bored with it. Um and, and like I like I could I just don't give any fucks about resource mining 
and shit like that. Well, there that. needs to be a purpose to it. If I'm just mining resources for the sake of mining resources. Yeah. Well, that, exactly. And that's the thing. I don't like anything resource-related in a game like, again, Horizon. Because in Horizon, you know what I want to do? I want to play the story. I want to explore. I want to have... I want to do the combat. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do. That's what I'm there for. I'm not there for managing my fucking backpack. You know? Yeah. Whereas, like... In a no man's sky, you know, the point, right, is you're trying to get resources to stay alive. You know, that's sure. a big starting point, right, is I need food, I need water. Um, I'm trying to get resources to build things, or I'm trying to get resources to make my base or improve my spaceship or whatever, right? So there is, like, a point. Sure. Whereas, like, in a horizon, it's like, I'm just trying to get resources so I can, like, you know, upgrade my armor. Yeah. Which is kind of a dull thing. Sure. Um. anyway it's like I you know there were a lot of things I liked about it and I think I probably will end up playing it I mean you know they have pushed the vis- visual fidelity really high so they mm-hmm. said it's a 30 FPS game and that on an OLED can be rough because OLEDs they refresh the image so quickly that when you're playing something that's 30 fps it can lead to a very slideshow appearance Mm. um so i'll have to see how it is because like i was telling bob the other day i tried to play when horizon forbidden west came out i tried to play it on the 4k 30 fps mode and i couldn't do it yeah it was like (laughs) brutal for you my eyes were actually hurting because Mm. of like the nature of how the image was refreshing um so hopefully it doesn't have that problem and it's a slower paced game and you know you're not trying to fucking dip, dip and dive and dodge monster attacks sure, and shit sure 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 um you know but i mean there were a lot of things i i mean i really just wanted bob to watch it not because i thought he's going to play the game but just because as a marketing piece i thought it was like a total home run i i it was i thought it was very well done it did exactly what it needed to do right yeah well and there's i mean Shocker! People in a marketing video are excited about the game, but if it, it it was a very smart decision to be like, let's get people from the team and let's let them talk about like their favorite parts or mm-hmm. what they worked. At. Really getting that like, oh, this is a ba- this has been a big team effort. Everyone here is really excited about this. We've yeah. all been working on it, and here are the fruits of our labor. Yeah. Well, I think you know. When someone like an Apple does a presentation, sometimes the stuff they talk about, I would say often, it comes out as very like hollow, right? Like they there was only one Steve Jobs. He had a way of selling things. And the people they have there now at Apple, they don't have that charisma, I guess you could call it, right? Um, Todd Howard has always had that charisma, right? Which is why when people would always be like, oh, here we go, Todd's doing his thing again, where he's overhyping shit to the moon. And he was pretty restrained in this no, video. He, he wasn't like, what's what's the guy? The fable guy, Peter oh, Molyneux yeah, yeah, or whatever, oh, yeah. where he it was, was like, always like yeah. promising the earth, the moon, and the stars. And then you play the game and you're like, huh? um, buddy. But, but Todd, I think what I like about Todd Howard even if I'm generally, you know, I've talked before on the podcast, I loved Skyrim. Wasn't a fan of Fallout, just didn't, just wasn't my game. And I think I'll probably end up liking Starfield. Will I explore five trillion planets and do a bunch of crazy base building? Probably not. But I think I'll probably enjoy Starfield if I get around to playing it. 
Um, but Todd Howard has like a, it's like a genuine kind of, I don't know how to describe it. it he, he believes what he's saying. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it's put on. Yeah. You know, and some people have that problem when they talk about things where they sound, it sounds forced. Mm-hmm. He sounds like he believes it. Well, the easiest way to, to sell your product is to believe in your product. Yeah. You know, and if if you, you don't have to believe in your product to sell it, but it makes it a hell of a lot harder and people can tell. And, and you know, remember, Starfield's been really pushed back, pushed back, delayed multiple times. So hopefully you would like to think the reason for all this delaying is to get a really polished product out the door. And, and you know, look, the game's gigantic. It has a bunch of interlocking systems. There's going to be stuff. There's going to be problems. There always are. But, you know, that's just the nature of video games, especially when you have such a complicated product. But hopefully, you know, they've taken all this time to release a much more polished product at the end of the day that people are going to be happy with day one, even if it'll get updates to make it better like maybe the updates and you know it comes out and it's a nine and maybe the updates push it to a 10 you don't uh-huh. want a situation where it comes out and it's a six and then because this is what happens in no man's sky it came out it was a five or a six it gets updated for two three years and now we're talking about an eight or a nine you don't want that situation you need an eight or a nine out the day gate. one yeah you cannot microsoft and this is again they got a problem over there they need to get good products out the door day one they have to stop releasing trash hey you you need a game like starfield where you you want people who only own a playstation or only own a switch to say fuck i need that yeah and whether they're playing it on a pc or an xbox you want them on one of your platforms yeah this is your chance, right? This is what you bought this a Bethesda a, for. This is a this is a big opportunity, and and that was kind of the one of the eye rolling moments in it was the uh, the crossover the controller controller and headset. And Ooh, we made a controller. It's like okay, it's a regular Xbox controller with like a design on and it, and you, like, you painted on it. Let's move on. Although I, I will say, I do like that the, the watch c- looked cool. I, well, here's what I need to know about the watch. Is it made by Koros and will it last for 36 hours? <laughs> well, we'll have to find out. We'll have to find out. My guess is since it just comes with the collector's edition, it's probably a cheap piece of shit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but what I did like about the controller in the design of it, I mean, I would never buy something like that. But if you, if you were the kind of person, it looked like they had put, um, inscriptions at on the buttons that are descriptive of what those buttons actually do in game oh that's interesting oh that's kind of cool unless of course you remap the buttons and yeah then, and then well, it doesn't matter but <laughs> you know but I, I i thought that was cool it's like okay if you're going to do a controller that's very you know that's for this game that's kind of a nice little touch yeah I just I'm I'm one of those people I like my basic controllers. I like a black or a white, you know? I don't see, like like wacky controllers. Oh, see, no, I'm I'm all about like ridiculous looking controllers. You want like a fluorescent like, I you know, they 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 released that like make your own Xbox controller thing at some point. Uh-huh. I don't even know if that's they still do it. Yes, but, they do. Do they? 
And I had like designed my own controller and it was all of me not to buy it. <laughs> you should do it, Bob. Happy birthday. Buy yourself a controller that you'll never use. <laughs> oh, gaming. I gotta finish Horizon. I gotta go back finish. You barely I've been started. Saying it. this for like, I'm a, I'm a, like a third of the way through the game. You are not a third of the way through the game. <laughs> she has no idea. You played it like once. I played it more than once. It was like twice. Okay. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> for like five hours total, maybe. That seems like the high end. <laughs> Hurtful. Maybe maybe after he finishes the 100 miles, there'll be some free time. He'll need to recover because his body's going to fall apart for sure. Well, one would hope that there is a bit of a a step down. No. Anyway, <laughs> let, me sum, let me sum that up. Stop. No. No. I mean, I'll have like... Hold on, let me think. August... September. I'll have almost 12 weeks between Badger and Fall 50. So I'll have time. Time. Some time. Some time. Not a lot of time. But some. Bob, you paced someone for what was it, 35 miles the last weekend? Was it 35? Is that right? 38. 38. I'm um, sorry. Don't want to shortchange you. But they, um, my friend Paul, who. Uh, went on to have a sub twenty four hour finish at the Kettle Moraine one hundred. Um, congrats to Paul. Um, twenty somewhere between miles twenty two and twenty three of my run. Um, Paul caught what must have been like his tenth wind and just took off, and I could not keep up with him. <laughs> I could not keep up with a man who had run eighty some miles anymore. <laughs> So yeah, he, that's wild. He he uh so he he ran to the finish uh and uh you know I still finished out the run because what the fuck else was I gonna do? But um yeah yeah so I mean after that though I mean this this cracks me up when you're like yeah I you know can't even sit comfortably. It's like how do you how are you not able to sit? Like what happens to your body that you can you lay? Were you able to lay comfortably? Wait, what? You were saying you were having problems like sitting after that run. Oh, no, no, no. I was saying I get problems sitting just in general when I sit for too long. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's sciatica on my left side. And uh, like we're going to we have a big drive coming up in the not too distant future. And I'm like paranoid about it because sitting like I I'll the, the pain starts showing up about an hour into sitting by two hours. It's usually so, um, pure torture, torturous that I have to like, I have to pull over. We have to like, I have to get out, walk around a rest stop for a minute or something. Um, are you going to try what was suggested to you? The beads, the beads, Mark, they just suggest the beads. Yeah, taxi driver beads. Apparently they work. Apparently. Right, you want to give it a try? I mean, anything to not be in pain. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm serious. Give it a try. I'm being sincere. No, sit there in pain. Suffer. Suffer. 
dick. <laughs> but yeah, I, that that so you know coming back from the race though, like it was a just over two two hour drive. Um, <laughs> you were like fuck. I it was it did get kind of rough. And when it's like a two hour drive, you're I know what you're probably thinking is fuck. I really want to stop and walk around, but I just also want to be home. Yeah. <laughs> like, home, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I just want to go sure. home and shower. Yep. I just want to sit on my stool with my bad knee hey, in the shower. Hey, hey, don't make fun of the stool. We've made fun of the stool plenty. It's a good stool. The best was still when my friends were here. We we're like, why do you have an old person? Does your grandmother staying with you? Why do you have an old person stool? <laughs> amazing i've talked about that on here already we don't have to relitigate that yeah i mean thank god you've never bent over in the shower and nearly died (laughs) listen you know that was a traumatic event was the event traumatic or how i (laughs) laughed at you was that also traumatic I was just trying to wash you my were foot. Thirty-five, which, and hurt yourself in the shower. Which which one was more traumatic? Could you let us know? <laughs> you didn't say anything for a very long time about how you actually hurt your knee. <laughs> it didn't really mean fair fair point because I did mock you mercilessly because <laughs> I am a horrible person. Fair. <laughs> um, I wonder if I told the PT the truth. <laughs> I would hope you tell the PT the You truth. got it. I feel like you should. Well, they get the photo of you up then. That's the guy. <laughs> the shower guy. It's the shower guy. And it's on the picture it says bent over and shower and lied about it. I, you know, I can't. It took even... him five sessions to come clean. <laughs> I can't actually remember what happened when I did that. Exactly. You pushed it, you pushed it out of his mind. It's like it never happened. You fucked yourself up pretty good for a minute there. We thought you were going to have to get surgery. Yeah. It hurt. It did. I don't, Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I was going to ask, is it about that time? You got anything um, else for me? I don't know. I mean, there was... I didn't really have much else to say about the video game stuff because this is like the this is like the E three time of year, right? But there's no E three, so all the different publishers do their shows now. Yeah. Like, well, just and like we'll definitely shows. have more to say when the game it comes out in September, right? Oh yeah, for Starfield, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like there was like the Xbox show and the PlayStation show, and the Xbox one was better than the PlayStation one, which is unusual because usually the PlayStation one is definitely almost always better. Hmm. Um. I don't know. There wasn't. Yeah, between the two of them, there wasn't anything like blowing me away. Microsoft showed like you didn't a little have to change bit. Change your pants. You're no, okay. I did not have to change my pants. Okay. I did not. Um, you know, they, it's like they announced that you know, okay, Fables like real, it's being made. Um, it looks like they hit like the humor, you know, um, that kind of like British humor. Um, Is this a remake or a new one? New, okay. new game. I have tried to go back and play the older ones. But I just I couldn't do it. I think they're fun reason. games still. I haven't played them in a long there time. There was like a loading. It games. was like recent. I tried to do it, and it was just it, it was a, a factor of it being an old game that I sure. hadn't played, so I didn't have an emotional connection to it. Mm-hmm. Where you can power through some of the jank, the jank, yeah, yeah, old game jank, yeah. 
Um, I'm trying to think like if there's anything else that jumped out. Uh, not really. I mean, you know, they showed like some new game, Clockwork Revolution, very Bioshocky aesthetic. Oh, I'm into that. Um, been a while since I've replayed Bioshock. Yeah, no, I, I think Microsoft had a good show in terms of announcements and stuff, and I mean, you just gotta start delivering. Yeah, that's the well, that and that is the big problem. It's hard to get too excited when everything comes out in a certain condition. Yeah. You got to start getting some W's. You got anything else, Bob? Do you need me for anything else? We did have a development in the grand uh, story of our time. Microsoft Activision. Yeah, so I guess the most recent thing would be, I think we talked about it last time, how Microsoft is appealing to whatever judicial board that oversees the cma that they're appealing that ruling um and it seems like they actually have a chance on that but the most recent thing is is it seems like microsoft has forced the ftc's hand i think on purpose because they want to close this deal yes and they want this is like Yes. It's been going on forever. I think there's kind of a drop dead date in the contract of July 15th or something like that between Microsoft and Activision where they'd have to pay a fee if it doesn't complete. They'd have to pay a fee and then if they wanted to continue, they'd have to renegotiate the deal. Right. So Microsoft wants it done. And uh, so they kind of put the feelers out there like, hey, we're closing it. Like, we don't care what the CMA says. Because this is the thing, Erica, the the FTC doesn't have to, appe- they don't have to approve it. Like, in the UK, the CMA has to approve it. Mm-hmm. In the US, the FTC does not have to approve the deal. They just have to not block it. Mm. Um, and But you can only block it through a court. So they've filed for a preliminary injunction now because Microsoft kind of, I think, made them feel like they were about to close. Um, and Microsoft kind of responded and I think the core of it is is they told the court like we want this expedited we want we want this court case now and we want more time to plead our case because we believe the facts are with us or something and so the court gave them both those things they I will said, agree that it should be expedited because it does feel like this has been going on forever right. and it is like let's shit or get off the pot you know yeah. like what are we doing so the court is, yes, the court is expediting it, and they agreed to give them five days to argue their case, which is more than they would have gotten otherwise. Um, so, you know, in theory, that should be happening soon-ish. I mean, Microsoft wants it to happen before the middle of July, <laughs> so that's a month away. Right. Right. So in theory, um, we'll have a lot more to discuss. Well, not even a lot more to discuss, just kind of either happen or didn't happen. Yeah, otherwise they're going to have to, yeah, renegotiate the deal or something, which I'm sure they're not keen to do. But, I mean, they want it done. I mean, they wouldn't have kept fighting for it if they didn't want oh, it done. Oh, no, yeah. obviously they want it done, yeah. But it seems like they're definitely, they're, they're either will or they're bluffing now that they will go around the UK at this point. Yeah, we'll um, see. I guess depending on what happens with this US thing. Because I do think, you know, if if the FTC can't get it blocked and it's only the UK of every country in the fucking world, they might just figure out a way to carve out Activision in the UK. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
It'd be interesting. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about it, really? I mean, that was kind of the gist of it, right? No, I just wanted to make sure for our, our dear listener. The, the, the continuing, never-ending activity. The they get their update on... Shit they don't care about. Yeah, you know. <laughs> have we... Do we know when... Um, uh, Shithouse the show is going to come back and you guys are going to torture me? Oh, Halo? Yes. Um, they haven't announced it. No, I expect it to continue to be awful. I mean, I hope it is just for the podcast. For the for the for the content. If it's it good, suddenly that's gonna suck because we'll just get on the packs and be like, "Oh, it was good." Here, here's okay, the thing, moving though, Bob. On. The only thing we care about is if that Spartan's gonna climb that. If if the tree climbing is going to occur. Oh yeah, she's got to climb that tree. Yeah. No, nothing I mean, else matters. I'm shipping that clean tree. Yeah. That, that tree climbing. Yeah. That's, if that doesn't happen, that's a major. Does mess. that have a good ship name? I don't. We looked once on AO3. There was like nothing for them hey, because the show was bad. Hey. Yes. Erica. Yes. I've given you like at least a week now. Where's my Diablo clan names? I thought we agreed on the on the one that you said. No, there was no agreement. The Bukaki thing. No, no? that's terrible. Ah, I thought that was fun. No. I'm probably not even gonna be able to use that. Yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> so what? So what? What all is this? I just need, you know, on like Diablo 4, there's like clans. I just wanted a good name. And uh-huh. I thought, oh, Erica's like a genius. I'll get a name for I her. I mean, that's overstating it wildly. And but you know, she you hasn't delivered. Faith. Yeah, no, I haven't. no delivery. Well, I mean, there's no like payment happening. So I don't feel like it's like an expedited thing. <laughs> so <laughs> do you have a date when you need this by? Oh, sooner rather than later. <laughs> I'll give it a harder thinky think. <laughs> give it, call call your clan the Bucket Hat Bobs. No, that's just insulting. If, if, I mean, if I was going to name it after you, it would definitely be Bootlicker Bobs. <laughs> let's, let's be honest here. Let's be real. The Bootlickers. Hmm. You don't want to be the Bootlickers. Hmm. Is that much worse than Bukaki Warriors? <laughs> <laughs> I think Bukaki Warriors is funny, but that's just me. What right. about what about Suleta's Pride? No. No. The end of hope. The end of hope. I might try to go with the end of the hope. End of I'm hope. gonna try that tonight. <laughs> I mean that's pretty good, but I, I will I will I'm extricate gonna... myself because I also have to go get us some milk for the baby. So the baby. The baby. Enjoy. I know okay. you've been itching for this conversation for like several years now. Yeah, so, so. What, yeah. So what Erica's alluding to, you you can you can go. I will go. Know. I will go. Goodbye. Good okay. night. I'll see, see you, the Zane. See you in hell. Are you you're going to the grocery store? That's the plan, Dan. Mm. <laughs> mm. Bob, what would you like from wait, the grocery wait, wait, store? Wait, do I have to like okay like the ongoing saga? What? Two by brownies? No. I'm not going to have that in the house. I, there's a whole cake upstairs. Yeah, but I can't have the cake now. Talk about the anime <laughs> with my poor cousin here before he dies. <laughs> so long. Farewell. Avita and good night. So what Erica is not so subtly alluding to. Is that we're like, whatever, 20 episodes into the uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. Yes. And we've never been able to talk about it because we've been hoping and praying Erica would watch it. And um, 
that ship has clearly sailed. Uh, yes. So, I mean, I don't know where... Are we 20 episodes in total? I think something like that. Or is it 21 because the prologue isn't... It? Well, I count that. But, yeah. Oh, well, it doesn't get counted on the episode total, though. Right. Oh, damn. We so should probably 20 or look 21. Up, we should probably look up whatever episode we last watched so we like can say, okay, spoilers through X. But that sounds like so much work. I mean, it is a lot of work to type in The Witch go- from Mercury episodes and just check the number. Yeah, I mean, it is a lot of work, but I'm doing it right now because I am just believing this podcast, you know? You know, there's, Alex, if we just spend a little bit of money, we could get a recording station that would actually allow you to pause the recording mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then restart it without creating multiple recordings. No, see, that would, I mean, you could do that, yes, and you should spend that money. Um, but I prefer the more old school style of podcasting, making the listener suffer. I'm like mm. Japanese video game developers. I believe in suffering to build character. I uh, gotcha. I gotcha. Um, so there's 21 episodes. But so, then we could have drops. Ooh. No. That would be cool. No, we're not doing that. We need drops. We are not one Why of these Why can't fucking, we have drops? No, we are not one of these chintzy fucking podcasts that do these little gimmicks. The gimmick is us, Bob. If people don't like that gimmick, the core gimmick, they can go away. But think about it. We could make the intro and the outro a drop so that you play them on the recording save everything to one track so you don't need to like do all kinds of editing okay so this is kind of like when we were talking about scheduling earlier Uh uh-huh no one gives a shit about this oh but i do so (laughs) well that's true this is a podcast for us to talk about shit no one else cares about except for us i'm just saying that's a good you know if we had less editing work, uh-huh. the po- you have no editing work. Well, I mean, I have to actually save the recordings to OneDrive, and so then you have to drag and drop once from one window to another. Once you upload the recording, then I have to take it from there and put it into FTP. Yeah, so you'd have to do that anyway. Yeah, but, um, (laughs) you know, I just feel like you're trying to persuade me away from getting the Zoom Podcaster P4, whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, no, I I just said buy it. I don't appreciate that. No, I said (laughs) buy it. As any longtime listener of the podcast knows, I am always down I'm for just, you to spend money. I am just trying to get our patrons. Uh-huh. The high quality product they deserve. Um to give us more money. Oh, that should be that could be uh that could be a goal on the yeah. Patreon. There we go. Buy us a better recording setup mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that Alex does not have any excuses for taking forever to turn around the podcast. How dare you? <laughs> I guarantee I have spent less time just days wise editing the podcast than you did on the episodes you edited total. And I've edited way more guaranteed. 
Um, so the witch for Mercury. <laughs> Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. We're not going to do like a, we don't got to fucking break down episode by episode here because we'll be here all goddamn night. But, um, yeah, so this will be spoilers all the way through episode 21. There's still like three or four episodes left in the season. And, I mean, I would assume, I mean, right now the show feels like they are flying to an ending. Yes, um, I would agree. But... With the sales of the Gunpla or whatever, the figurines you build, and the general popularity of the show, there's no way this show is ending. There's just no way. Maybe this storyline is ending, but there's no way this show is ending. I mean, it's you kind of... I find it hard to imagine evil bitch Lady Prospera is making it out of this shit alive. (laughs) Like, it seems unlikely. Oh, but... I'm rooting for her. She's definitely the only one whose brain works. <laughs> now she's crazed and pure evil, but her brain works. Is revenge evil though? Well, let me let me tell you a story. I mean, we're gonna bounce all over the place as we do on this podcast. My favorite thing on this show so far is Miorine going along with anything at all. Prospera tells her after. Prospera grabbed her that one time and pulled her in and was like, you know, basically told her she wants her and her father dead. And, uh, you know, she gives her the whole line of like, uh, you know, I still hear the voices of all the people that were killed at in the prologue she's talking about. I can't remember exactly how she put it. And I want you to hear their voices, too. And it's like, OK, look. If I'm Miorne, <laughs> once someone says something like that to you, that's a you get them before they get you situation at that point. Correct. You have to kill them. <laughs> like, yes, this is not a person that can be reasoned with. You can't bring them around. You need to kill them. Otherwise, you're going to end up dead. Mm-hmm. So... It kind of cracks me up the way Miorde like went along with stuff she's been up to and like, oh yeah, we'll give her the aerial and we'll let her stand in the middle of a populated city in the middle of a protest. And what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? That went poorly. It could have gone better. <laughs> Although... I mean, I guess it depends on your point of view. From Prosper's point of view, went well. Oh, yeah. Destroyed all those other Gundams that were being used against her and her schemes. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, I don't know. Going back, it's like my, my, highlights, of, my highlights of the series are stuff like... Because, um, you know, the first season is honestly, there's a lot of slow episodes. I mean, I still enjoyed them, but there's a lot of slow episodes there are some great battles in them, like the Grattle, the, the Grattle, the battle. Grattle. It's not as bad as when I said cunt. Um, <laughs> the the battle between Earth House and uh, Shadik, um, Shadik's team. What's that? What's that house? Grassley House. Yes. Um, I mean, I thought that was a great battle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean. It season one was a was a bit of a hard sell for me, um, and I I could have sworn we talked about this on the podcast, but we probably haven't because Eric hasn't watched it. 
Um, we only talked about the first two episodes on the podcast. We haven't talked about anything else. Okay, so I mean, the a lot of season one was very heavy, like high school shonen type show, and and that really didn't appeal to me very much. Um, and it just it wasn't really capturing my interest. It was around episode 12 or 13 when the show shifted pretty significantly. Yeah. And then I, then I was like, okay, now I'm interested in what's going on. Because um, all, all of the stupid high school game bullshit, I, I really couldn't give two shits about. Like, okay, I get what you're, I get what you're doing. You're trying to build um, the environment, trying to, create an understanding of what the, who these characters are and that's great and all but it's just fucking uh, useless to me really there was some good fighting in there to be sure well and what i liked about the house the fight between earth house and grassley house is you see now okay because i think the assumption leading up to that and what a lot of people i think thought about saletta like on the show is saletta's only smashing everyone because she has the superior machine Mm-hmm. And that is a big part of it. Yeah. But we see in that fight where she says like, hey, I'll do it. You know, I'm always asking you to help me, Ariel. I'll do it. And she takes over and just starts running through this whole team with mm-hmm. the saber. And we see like, okay, well, her skills are in like melee combat, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, gets some help at the end from her team. But before that, like, just slice and dice, like, four mechs or something at a disadvantage, at a heavy disadvantage. Um, So I just, I like that fight just to show, like, okay, Saleta is an ace pilot. Yeah. She's not just here because the aerial is insanely powerful. Right. Yeah. It, um, the, the other thing that, if... If I if I will give any credit to that to the first season and the way it was told is that it does a very good job of building up the innocence of Saletta, um, which has devastating payoff later. Oh yeah, well the innocence of Saletta and you're building up this relationship that's like growing between Saletta and Miorne, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's very clear as the series goes on. Like at first, yes, they're just brought together by circumstance. Mm-hmm. And you know, Saletta wins the duel, so now she's um, you know, going to marry Miorne. But you see as it goes along like they do clearly love each other. Like, it's not just like, oh, you're stuck together. Yeah. Um, And then obviously, like you said, that builds up to a horrendous payoff. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, for sure. It's like episode 12, the last episode of the first season is really good, right? Mm-hmm. Like where you get like this upgraded aerial in action against these two other Gundams who have come to... <laughs> attack um plant quetta or whatever it was called yeah and uh they're trying to there's like a whole strike force basically trying to kill delling and um you know we see like even the aerial in theory in its power limited you know version 
is so powerful it can rip right through a Gundam, not a Gundam's legs, but a regular mobile suit's legs, just melt them away. Right. And this is the version that in theory is like on, on a governor for being at the school. Yeah. Right. So this is how powerful the aerial is. Um, and, and I mean, I like that old thing where like all the, you know, the gun bits come together to make the one like mega gun and you see, uh, it's, um, what's their names? The two, the two girls. Oh. I know exactly who you're talking about and oh I cannot remember God, their names. It's going to bother me. It's not going to bother me. Well, whatever you see, one of them starts shaking and she's like, she's like, get out of the way. Basically. Like she's like, oh fuck. <laughs> um, but just and then you know the whole thing at the end where Saleta crushes that dude like a fucking tomato. That was fucking hysterical. That was so good. I laughed so hard at that. And then she gets out of Ariel and is like, "Oh hey, Miorde, how's it going? Ah. Here's here's my blood covered hand." <laughs> it was such a great shot. But that played into right, like you were still trying to figure out at that point. Okay. Is Soleta just so innocent that she can't process the things happening around her? Or is she brainwashed in some way? Right? Because the reaction she had to killing that guy was so disconnected from the reality of the moment yeah. that you thought, I mean, this girl has to be brainwashed or something, right? Like yeah. in, thinking like the whole, um, you know, uh, if you run, you gain one. If you uh, push forward, you gain two or whatever the line is. Yeah. It's like that had, it felt like a brainwashing trigger. Yeah. Well, um, and I mean, that speaks a lot. And that's part of the commentary of, uh, of military education in general, uh, is you, you know, you our militaries cannot operate if people think about what they're doing. I mean, is is a yeah is a fundamental truth. If you if you send a battalion out into the field and you know half of your soldiers are thinking about the morality of it, you're going to lose the war every time. So, military can part of military conditioning is. Try, is doing your best to dissociate um, what what is transpiring to the actual combatants, and the, you know it's a lot more to it than that. But that that is almost a fundamental necessity of being able to wage successful war, and it's just very dehumanizing. Yeah. You know, and it it when you look at it as a civilian, um it's it, you know, it it makes you uncomfortable. Like it makes if you are not somebody who with any kind of military experience, that kind of you know, that kind of attitude towards war and death is just very disconcerting and as it should be in my opinion and certainly there are plenty of people in the military who still um you know still are very affected by it um and are haunted by it years later because no matter no matter how good that conditioning is 
you know, when you're actually faced with it in person, like all bets are off, you know? So, and that's, I mean, that's kind of, then that's part of the message of this show is like, this is so like military academies are fucked up. Yeah. You know, and, and teaching young people war. Yeah, and that's what it's this whole up. thing is, is you're teaching, they're they're training these people to be mobile suit pilots. You're training right. them to kill. Yeah. And that was, and that was, uh, you know, <sighs> their names were Norette and, was it Sophie, right? Yeah, Sophie. Yeah. That was what Sophie is saying to Soleta during their one battle, is like, you... You think you're out here, you you say like your Gundam's a machine of medical technology. It's like, no, that is a machine for killing. Yeah, um, exactly. And she knows what she's up to, uh-huh. you know. Um, I liked Sophie. I was kind of sad she died because I liked that character. You know, what, what I find interesting is that like, I mean, it's an anime, so the intro and and... Uh, closing are ridiculous in the in the first place um but like the both of them show up in in the intro i think mm-hmm. and it's like oh well sophie's been dead for like a while. <laughs> well and what's interesting is the intros have been changing too like i don't know if you yeah. you probably don't watch it every week do you i do because i can't i can't actually fast forward on my xbox what I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it without skipping over everything. So it's like, no, nah, just sit here and watch it. You just use the D-pad or the left thumbstick. And I can't just... do it. It's impossible. Okay. Well, <laughs> the intro actually has been changing, though, a little bit, right? Like for Ghoul's haircut and mm-hmm. some other stuff. So it's like, it is interesting that Sophie is always in that intro, even though she died in like the second episode of the season. Yeah. Because that was one of the things about the first season where you watch the intro for the first season. As characters were added, they were being added to the intro as well. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's it's but it is kind of funny. I, I do, love the I love the intro and the outro for the second season though. They're so good. Uh I really like the outro for the for season two. Like when that music hits at the end of every episode, mm-hmm. it's so effective. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um uh, speaking of music, did you ever actually listen to that Lady Gaga song I sent you? Uh, yeah. Did anything jump out to you about it? Um, not really. I mean, what was the song? It was basically just about like her wanting to be submissive or something like that, right? The lyrics mean nothing as far as what i was look it's curious if oh you, was i supposed to watch the music video no 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 the music that if you listen to the music um it sounds to me an awful lot uh like some of the major elements of the song from season 1 intro the intro from season one really yeah hmm, i'll have to go and compare them yeah and it like to the point that like i remember so i've been for whatever reason i got lady gaga stuck in my head lately and i just put on 
a generic Lady Gaga playlist while I was out running one night. And this song hit. And I had never, as far as I know, I'd never heard this song before. But then I heard certain elements. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, where have I heard this? Where have I heard this before? And and I, I kind of listened to both songs. And I'm like, there are definitely similarities here. And I like, I searched online to see if like, Anybody notice that? Anyone notice that or not? So either I'm insane and I'm making it up or it's just flown under the radar. I have to consider that possibility. Hey, hey listen, I never write that off as a well, possibility. I think, I think the intro for the first season is a popular band in Japan. Um, but I'd have to. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'd have to go back and listen to both of them because mm-hmm. I just don't remember. Especially the Lady Gaga one. I don't remember really what it sounded like. Yeah. Uh, and I guess the other question is, which one came out first? Lady Gaga. It did? Yeah. Okay. I mean, and... Well, did it, you actually... I'm not talking about the intro. I'm talking about, did you look up the song? Like, whatever song was used? Because the song might be older. I didn't. Because the song wasn't created for the show. I didn't. So, yeah, I could... You'd have to check that. It's... So, this is fun. So, the song for the show, um, I I had on my Spotify. And um, two things about that. One, um, uh, it turns out my Japanese car. <laughs> so, if you, when, when I have a song up on the deck, like, it's on CarPlay. Okay. Um it displays uh, the the Japanese characters just fine. Um, No problems. Just look like, but when music, when you change music with the controls on the, the steering wheel, there's a little box that pops up like in the main driver display. um, And just says Apple CarPlay now playing this, right? That cannot display Japanese characters. So it just shows a blank. Interesting. And it's very That's bizarre. <laughs> the other thing is when I'm when I have it on my watch and like I'll go out for a run and I'll plug it in and it it's um and I'm trying to find that specific song. It's really hard because I have no idea what the fuck that says. Um the only reason I can find it when I'm looking for it on my phone is because the 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 thumbnail for it is from which for mercury mm-hmm. so it's like oh okay i know yeah there's a gundam press that one so i speaking of music the the song i'm hoping makes a comeback maybe if uh soletta puts a big beat down at someone here soon um because she hasn't really piloted a suit in a while now is um you know the song that they used in the first season a couple times the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun you know yeah it's like I hope that song comes back the dual song. one more time. Yeah. yeah when she, cause we, you know, it's like the two times she really put like a mega beat down on someone that song played. Yeah. So I'd like to see that come back one more time, hopefully in the, in the sea of despair. <laughs> I I'm curious how, how it's going to end up playing out. Um, because if they're going for, if they're going for a happy ending, 
Yeah, I don't know if we're getting a happy ending. I don't know if we're getting a happy ending, but if you're going for a real happy ending, you're you're finding a way for um, Eric to come out of the data storm. To be probably to get a happy ending, Aerie would have to side with Saleta in the end. Right. Um, um, and the thing is, we don't really know. There's still a lot of questions around Aerie and the Ariel. Like, who are all the other little Aries inside the data storm with her? You know, like, we don't know that. Are there, are those fragments of her personality? Are those failed attempts to create you know what they call Saleta as a replica child right a, a clone right um are those failed attempts to make a clone that were then put into the aerial to help power the gun bits you know like we don't know like there still hasn't been any clarification right though like we don't are those just like because see i think the way you're almost supposed to take it at this point is when Aerie was, you know, when her mind, right, was absorbed by the Ariel or whatever it was called in the prologue, the Lifrit or whatever it was called. Yeah. Um, you know, did her personality get completely copied? Is it a fragment of her personality? Is her personality jumbled up in there? Because mm-hmm. what are all these other little, Ari- you know, the little Aries in there? It's like they're laughing, they're giggling, they're having a good time. Those are some sick fucks in there, <laughs> you know? And if like, and that's the thing about Aerie is if that's your whole life for like 25 years or something is just stuck in the data storm alone, you know? Because she's only able to communicate with her mother recently because she's pushed her permit score so high that she can now communicate with people. Before, she wasn't able to communicate with anyone, remember? Right. So she's just been in there alone, probably going crazy, you know? Yeah. It's, um... So we don't really know, like, what her intentions are. All we know, all we really know about Aerie is she knows enough that she doesn't want Saleta involved. Like, she likes Saleta. She doesn't want Saleta involved. That's all we really know about Aerie. Right. Other than that, we really don't. I mean, she's clearly got no problem with killing because in the last episode, (laughs) I mean, what are we putting the body count at? It had to be in the hundreds, if not thousands. Yeah, that was was a bit of a a beat down. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I those were like cruisers, so the, I think we can safely assume there were a lot of people. There on those were ships. the entire fleet. Uh, can we talk about like how wonderfully evil they made that space station look? Oh, dude, it was like a fucking giant <laughs> coffin. It was awesome. <laughs> it was like there hasn't been a cooler space station since like the Death Star or something. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> that it was like, yeah, you guys. I and I liked what they said. They were like, "Well, at least we know where it is now." <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. What are they, you going to attack they, it with? Where were they hiding that, by the way? Space is big, Alex. Space is big. Oh man, yeah, that was, um, that was a. Uh... The music that played during that. Time. Oh, that was good. That was good. I think what's what is really kind of amazing 
um, is just the whole how like every implication of like Prospera went from like flying off into space alone like to somehow like managing to put this whole operation together on Mercury and well to be fair again it's been 25 it's, years or it, something it's been a long time sure but it's still like and somehow weaseled her way into Delling's good graces yeah and like just kept you know it's um and but, Delling if he ever wakes up he's got some shit to answer for too yeah so it's it, it, it's I I really don't have a good idea of how it's going how this season's going to end or um how the show is going to end but I, I mean, it's inter- it's been good it's been really good and I think you know realistically we talk about Ari would have to turn on her mother I mean if you're going to get a happy ending to me it has to be with Saleta and Miorne both making it out alive and like being together in the end, right? Yeah. Like, and Miorne's got some fucking apologizing to do. A, a little bit. <laughs> like quite a bit. And and I understand Miorne's frustration in the in this season, right? Because she's like, you know, that whole thing where she's like, if your mother tells you to kill, are you gonna do it? And it's like, oh yeah, sure. You know, if your mother tells you to do whatever, are you going to do it? And she's asking her all these questions. It's like, yeah, sure. I'll whatever my mom wants. And she's like, holy fuck, I'm dealing with a crazy person. <laughs> right. Um, and I think I told you at the time, the question to me, the first question, well, uh, maybe the last question after all the other ones were asked were, if your mother asks me to kill you or kill me, if your mother asks you to kill me, will you do it? That should have been the question. You can't ask that question. <laughs> Um, because all the other questions were, yeah, I'll do whatever my mom says, which was kind of leading into like, is Saleta like fucking brainwashed, you know? Um, and in the end, it doesn't seem like she is. No, I, in, in this last episode when, you know, they're, you know, they got her at the table and they're kind of browbeating her a little bit. And she just very calmly explains why she doesn't think she can help them. Um, yeah. you know, she, she def she, I think the, you know, what Ari told her to explain the situation gave her the clarity to see that, okay, I can't continue to trust that mom is going to tell me. To, right. You know, well, that, and she clearly understands like Ari pushed me away. Like she doesn't want me involved. She gets that. Now. Right. Um, that doesn't mean Ari doesn't care about her, but she doesn't want her involved. She wanted her out. Yes. And that was what Miorne wanted too. Is she wanted her out of it. But the way she did it was um, some of the most soul crushing shit I've ever seen on a television <laughs> show. Like that. That's where I mean, like, I always talk about, you know, I'm always like the Japanese voices, the Japanese voice actors. That little cry that Saleta's voice actress did when Miorne dropped that bomb on her was like, 
you could have killed somebody with that cry. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> it was so well done. Like, you could actually feel her pain in that moment. Um, I did enjoy, like, the, 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 the prolonged, like, stay in bed after. <laughs> I like when she gets out and she's at the fridge and, like, uh, what's her name with the big, the big pink hair walks in and she's just like, uh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm interested to see in some of the stuff that's going to happen. I'm interested in like, what's going to go on? Cause there's two Gundams in play, right? That aren't, really haven't been active at all. There's the Schwartzette, which is the one, the gray one with like the halo, and it looks like um, Ghoul's brother is going to get in that and do some stupid shit, mm-hmm. which will probably lead to his death. I mean, yep. he, that guy looks like he's not long for the, the world. <laughs> um, and then there's this other one, the Caliban, which just got revealed, which um, the woman, the scientist, I can't remember her name. Oh, Captain Depressive Face? <laughs> she's always falling to her knees, and she's really upset about the things she's done. Oh, uh, uh, just perpetual. Every time she's on screen, she just looks like she's about to jump off a cliff. <laughs> and she called it like a monster without any filters against the data storm, and if you pilot it, you'll die. And so we don't know if this whole this Space Assembly League that's had it maybe. Like, there's been modifications done to it to make it safer. Like, we have no idea. Or it could be whoever jumps in this Gundam is destined to die. And maybe uh, maybe Elon number 45 jumps in there and takes one for the team. You know, because he's also like, you know, he's like, because he wants to live, clearly. But he's also gotten yeah. kind of fucked up off his uh, girlfriend eating it big time. Uh-huh. Um. So, you know, he says, like, I'll come with as long as I don't have to pilot a Gundam. But then in the heat of the moment, who knows what crazy shit he's going to do. Uh-huh. So maybe he'll jump in the Caliban and get himself killed or something. But I'm hoping, like, it's been made safe or something so we could see Saleta whoop some ass again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, they... We, we need more... We need some more Gundam on Gundam fighting. Yeah. Well, we need, it's like, you need the showdown between Prospera in the aerial against Soleta in whatever, right? And we're going to see if Aerie has to make a choice, right? Yep. Oh, see? maybe they'll go real dark. <laughs> what, 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 how dark do you want him to go? It's- let's go all the way there <laughs> there's been the show has been really i mean uh, we're not even joking at this point it's been what like six or seven episodes of just like pain fuck it let's just go let's just uh go full evangelion and like let's turn let's turn one of the gundams like into into an angel and have it start eating another gundam <laughs> Well, it's funny you bring up Evangelion because I actually did want to mention that and I forgot. So I'm glad you said that. That's like, we still don't know exactly what Prospera wants, right? We know she wants to create a world for Aerie, but how are you getting there? Correct. And from the beginning, when she started talking about this, the whole episode, the episode Sophie gets killed in, 
where she's kind of realizing like, okay, the person, you know, she gives that whole thing where she's like, the voice that was calling out to kill me wasn't you, Saletta. And she sees Aerie, right? Mm-hmm. And um, in that episode, you know, Prospera starts talking about creating a world for Aerie to exist in. It's like, are we talking about the old human instrumentality project? <laughs> like, what are we talking <laughs> what about are we here? talking about here? Like, are we talking about bringing everyone together to live in the data storm? You know what I mean? Like, right. we don't know what Prospera wants. Yeah, and if I mean, if you go back to the pro prologue and um you know they they always the the old lady you know she you know, she brought up like you're you're missing the bigger picture and you know humans are frail and so yeah, what, human bodies weren't meant to live in space yeah so what is what is the ultimate goal what where is it really going um and from you know what? What has been shown is quiet zero is like it just fucking enormously powerful. So, um, we I guess we'll see. We got you said we got three more episodes. I think I've heard there's like three or four left in the season. Okay, and then I guess we'll see at the end of the last episode if they announce something else at the end because mm-hmm. that's all that's been that's known about at this point is these two seasons so we'll see i have a hard time imagining they're gonna end it though i mean maybe this storyline again but there's no way money 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 yeah money. there's just no way i would be shocked if it was like okay we're done with this that we're would be, done that would actually be shocking <laughs> um yeah, but we have we don't really know what she's gonna do exactly. We know she's clearly fine with just killing everyone. Um, but you know, I don't know. I don't know what area, what world Aerie's gonna live in if everyone's dead. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, yeah, it's like Aerie. She's got to be psychotic, right, from being trapped in that data storm this whole time with what? no one to communicate what? with other what? than her crazy fr- friends. <laughs> yeah. One would think. I mean, that would just about fuck up anybody. It actually makes me think of, um, did you watch Strange New Worlds? No, not yet. Okay. Um, there's, there's something similar in Strange New Worlds, um, in terms of, uh, a concept of, uh, somebody living in, like, their consciousness living in a uh, some sort of digital or like right realm right um and that's what we don't know does 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 prospera want to upload everyone's minds to the quote-unquote cloud the data storm you know we don't know yeah she's got plans she, i mean i just want to know what they are true and the other thing about prospera is i'll say is you know Soleta's right that, you know, Prospera views Aerie as her child, not Soleta. But we've seen Prospera does have like a little bit of caring for Soleta. Not much, but a little bit. You know, like she tells her like after Aerie ejects her out of the cockpit and she's like, get the fuck out of here. 
you know, we see Prospera be like, go to, you know, go back to school, be build yourself a happy life or whatever she says, you know, and she even, well, and then in the cockpit, yeah. she even tells Aerie, she's like, we could take Saletta with us, you know, so like she does have a little bit of caring for Saletta, but but not enough to allow her to interfere in her plans. No, I. I, I what and this is this is where the complexity of the character of Prospera comes in. It, it it is a little unclear like wh- exactly how Prospera feels about Saletta you know on in that scale. Yeah. You know because you know Ari you know, Ari was a victim of that attack and is aware of it. And so you could never, Ari, you can, Ari was always going to be, you were never going to be able to save Ari from that trauma that happened because you can't undo it. But Saleta didn't have that trauma. So, you know, like, by keeping Saletta, by trying to keep Saletta away from it um, to a certain degree, like that, it there is compassion in that and caring. Um, you know, because I, I, the impre- I never got the impression that that Prospera was using. Saletta to like in the way that Peel uses all those clones. Sure. Right. Like she's it, not like discarding her. Right. Um. You know, there's there's a there's definitely a clear distance between them, but not not completely utilitarian. Well, the other, I mean. At some point, people got to catch up to Prospera on this show because she's like, she's not a step ahead of everyone. She's 10 steps ahead of everyone. Yeah. And she's so far ahead in the game that it's hard to imagine anyone catching up. But I guess it just depends on how much of a wreckage Saleta can cause in a new toy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very interesting show. I'm trying to think. I feel like there was one other thing, but no, yeah, yeah. I've I just have always enjoyed the you know the the relationship between Saleta and Prospera because it's it's always been weird. It's been weird since the beginning, um, and it was obvious, right? Like that's the thing with the show. The whole show, it's been laid out well in a way where there's not like any big surprises. Like it was clear if you were watching the show. When they do the big reveal in like episode 14 or whatever it is that, um, you know, Aerie is inside the aerial, that was clear if you were watching the show. I mean, well, it was clear something was going on. Right. And that's what people thought was happening. That's like, okay, yeah, we laid it out. Everything makes sense. And then you get to do your big reveal and it's cool. But it's not like a major shock unless you're just not paying attention. Yeah. Well, and then, and, and, you know, that's. Honestly, that's signs of good storytelling. Yeah. You know, like, and we've talked about this endless times about 
uh, in particular wrestling, but in other media and other shows too, like, um, you know, there's people, there are plenty of smart people out there who can piece things together and figure out where things are going. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a bad thing. That doesn't mean that your bad, your writing is bad, or that your storytelling is bad. Honestly, that means it's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, they, yeah, they laid out the breadcrumbs. Everything makes sense, and it's like, yeah, people. It's kind of like Westworld, right? Like people figured it out. Right. People knew what was going on, but unlock unlike Westworld, when people figured it out in season one, they didn't do this mega pivot on fucking Gundam. They were just like, yeah, this is our story. We're telling it. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Like, yeah. this this is a story you laid out. This is the story I wanted. Yeah. I could have maybe done without all the heartbreak. Oh, no, but... no. That's necessary. <laughs> I just want those two gay girls to get together in the end, okay? That's all I want. <laughs> uh, it, it's just so funny because you watch, like, if you watch the... Um the outro it's like so i wonder what they want to have happen here <laughs> um, and and you know could ghoul just get one real win no like he's either loses like crazy his his one real win actually is when he killed his dad that's his one real win otherwise his wins have been like you know like he cheated to beat the ariel basically right um and that was another one by the way I was trying to figure out because when with the second, the, well, that was definitely the third time that last duel between Saleta and Ghoul. Saleta's pulling out like the fucking mega cannon on Ghoul, and it's like, was she about to kill him? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, was uh-huh. she so far in her upper ass at that point? Was she about to kill him? Because that's kind of the way it looked. Because you get hit directly by that fucking gun. I think you're dead. Yeah, it's not going to end well. I'll tell you what. Ghoul can get a win when he stops wearing his uh, coat like a fucking douchebag. <laughs> well, he has stopped. He's been wearing a suit. Um, I I think, uh, you know, by the way, Ghoul, he should have he should have kept the long hair. The long hair was a way better look. The black with the pink, way better. Right? <laughs> Come on. Come on, Ghoul. The short hair is like, mm, mm, I know what we were going for, like the changing of attitude. I get it, but ah, the long hair. And now his brother's probably going to die. The bad times continue for Ghoul, I think. Indeed. And I and I like Ghoul. I mean, if they're going to do a spinoff, I mean, Ghoul should get a spinoff. Maybe he could win a fight every now and then on the spinoff, though. The, um, man, things really blew up for Shadik. Yeah, yeah, no. The, the once people got on to him, they went quite poorly. Well, Shadik doesn't have a Gundam. It's true. Well, he had them, but they all got blown up on Earth <laughs> by by Prospero, who's like years ahead. She's like, oh, oh, you thought you'd play with me? That's funny. Yeah. No, yeah, Shadik got clowned. Um, and then and then this like space assembly league shows up out of nowhere basically and i'm still trying to figure out exactly what they are are they like a governing body that's oversees everything basically like i don't i don't really understand because then 
because you've got that. You've got Cathedra. Well, Cathedra, I think, is... That's the body that oversees mobile suit development, right? And then you have the... Delling is the president of... um, What's it called? Benerit. Yes, the Benerit Group. And that's just like a business, basically. It's a conglomeration of businesses. And Cathedra is just like a part of that that oversees mobile suit development, I believe. But they're basically just an arm of the Benerit Group, I believe, I think. But I think the Space Assembly League like oversees everything, but from a distance and kind of it seems like they maybe don't really have that much power. Like they're almost like a sham organization to some degree, kind of. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was hard to it's hard to say. I mean, clearly they've been operating, they've been trying to figure out what's going on and move pieces around, but they only can do so much. Right. I <sighs> Yeah. I don't I don't have a full understanding of it. <laughs> and I still and I, yeah, and I I generally get what's going on. The only thing I really don't know is what exactly was Shadik's plan. Like he was going to sell all of the Benerit Group's assets to Earth to what end? <laughs> like, I really was unclear. To make Earth stronger, I guess? Yeah, I guess? Because, I mean, it does seem like definitely the Earth is almost like this abandoned home, right? Like, on the show. The oh, Earth and is just like that is a shithole. That is such a, um, a common sci-fi trope, too. Yeah. Um. Well, that's what it was like in um, your your show, The Expanse. Yeah. It was just a shithole. Well, it's an interesting trope because... Because uh, that's probably what will end up happening. <laughs> well, I, I think it's a plausible... It's a plausible endpoint because... Think about it as... You know, the popular... As the population of Earth grows... One of two things is going to, one of a, there are a couple of scenarios that could play out where, uh, one, we never successful, uh, we never really develop space travel, um, and the ability to, uh, occupy the solar system to a sufficient degree that, um, you can get enough people off of earth to make a difference um in which case earth remains overcrowded and uh we either hit a limiting factor and there's a mass die-off um till we find balance or you know we totally fuck ourselves to the point of no return with uh climate change and then there's an extinction event um or you know we do develop space travel and the ability to get off planet to a sufficient point where you can settle other parts of the solar system um but even then um you know who's who's going to going to want to go live on Mars um and spend you know, their lifetime trying to terraform it, um, you know, which is one of the principal um, plot points of the expanse. Right. 
um, you know, if you can build space stations um, and off-planet settlements that are luxurious enough, okay, cool. Maybe you'll get people to go then. But then it's still going to be restricted to, you know, the super wealthy. So the the whole concept of Earth being um, turning into a, a world of poverty there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of really good reason for that in science fiction um it's depressing as all hell <laughs> yeah oh the other thing i just remembered that i was going to bring up about prospera is you know here's my thing uh you know they said like you know soletta is basically just a clone of airy right mm-hmm. and Prospera clearly doesn't really view her as her daughter. Correct. But to me, like, how would you feel if if you went psychotic because something happened and made a clone of your daughter? Well, that isn't your exact daughter. That's still your blood, your DNA. To me, like, that's still your daughter. Maybe not the daughter, not that one, but still your daughter, a daughter, you know what I mean? Like, that's your kid. So to just treat them like a tool is quite the move. I mean, we can go back to Kill the Kill <laughs> for reference material. Well, that was also a very crazy woman. <laughs> And she was like probably lines beyond Prospera crazy because she was even willing to like finger her daughter. So that's like she's on a whole nother fucking stratosphere. Yeah. Even Prospera is like that bitch is crazy. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. All right. Good times. Good times had by all. Maybe one day. Erica will listen to or watch the show. I'm not getting my hopes up. I wouldn't <laughs> set expectations low. Yes. Yes. I find even that doesn't work sometimes. <laughs> On that note, hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>